Welcome to the Funny Style Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Robinson. Today we have Matt Glidden. And Hassan Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Rafiq Shaheed. That motherfucker is out in the running for the Daily Show, by the way. Which is so stupid. Yeah. Like, that's so dumb. But honestly, I'm actually... That says more about the Daily Show to me than it does about Hassan Minaj. Because yeah. it's like, oh, okay, so the Daily Show is run by a bunch of pussies. Because why would you... Do you know... Matt, what we're talking about? As soon as Jon Stewart left, yes, I know about the whole thing with Hassan Minaj, um, yeah. embellishing, embellishing stories, yeah. like what comedians do. Yeah, I think yeah, we had like, this conversation so a little stupid. bit. Yeah, it's it's pretty dumb. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. But yeah. I think we knew what the Daily Show was as soon as Jon Stewart left because yeah. it was a little more um, playing both sides mm-hmm. as far as just hey, let's be logical about everything, and now it's a little more. I, I think yeah. so. I think part of that though is just like Trevor Noah, even in his comedy, is a lot more about context. Yep. You know, like it, it, when he does when he does bits, even in the bit, you can see the design of like, I think this thing is stupid, mm-hmm. and then I went and talked to people about this, and I confirmed it was stupid. <laughs> you know? uh, also, talk to the stupidest people in that category. That you could possibly find, right? And well, so that's kind of where you got Klepker, yeah. you know, where it was like, "This is a great bit," and guess what? It is a great bit. Like, <laughs> it's such a good bit, dude. It's so funny. Uh, I think he's also out, and I think Roy Wood is also out. So I'm kind of so who's still left? I don't know. I uh, maybe Samantha B. If she, because I remember still... the guest host being pretty terrible. Yeah. So I mean, if if not Hassan Minaj, who it should honestly to me, he's who it should be. If not him, Roy Wood. Yeah. Right. Like the two people that it should be her out. So who the hell's left? So I think Samantha B might still be a candidate, but I'm not sure because Ew. she she already had her show that yeah. didn't go. Yeah, great. I think she would be a candidate then if that was the yeah. case. A Daily Show and South Park are the last things Comedy Central has left. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Daily Show is starting to fizzle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think part of it is they're still trying to find Every transition host-wise, no matter what the show is, mm-hmm. whether it's Daily Show or The Tonight Show or whatever, is always trying to find their sea legs. And I think part of the problem with The Daily Show here is just they've been trying so long to find a replacement. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, It's not like they could call up Colbert and just be like, hey, you want to? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, uh, all right, maybe this, is, maybe this is mean, all right? But I think... This is again. This sounds terrible. <laughs> I almost think Trevor Noah might have killed the Daily Show, like permanently, because okay. I think what happened was stylistically, and then sort of who they are as a person. John Stewart is just more of a bitey comic. Like his, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they have the same point of view. Yep. But John Stewart is very witty and and. He pushes back like now that he's he's no longer doing anything in show business for the most part, Mm -hmm. but he's still an activist like going to Congress and screaming at congressmen and making us look like idiots. Yeah, he he does have his show on Apple. No. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying it not even in the context of he's not the host of the Daily Show anymore. Mm -hmm. He's still actually in Congress actively doing something. Trevor Noah, again, has the same, I think, political beliefs. But he's just a very sweet little boy about it. Mm. And I think that the Daily Show audience now has shifted. 
And because, like, like so for example, whenever I hear people who really like the Trevor Noah version of The Daily Show, it's mostly like middle aged women. When Jon Stewart had The Daily Show, The Daily Show was how young people got their news damn near. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. It's 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 become a very different show. And I don't know. Now, granted, they might just replace it with a new host and then boom, now it has a different energy. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Or I don't know if they have the balls to put a Jon Stewart back in that chair. I mean, D.L. Hughley, <coughs> maybe. I, I can Didn't see he sub in. A couple yeah, times? He, yeah. Was, he was one of he the. Yeah. I can kind of see what you're talking about. I think the only real difference I would say to what you're saying, Chris, is for me, Trevor Noah <coughs> approached it in a much more like intellect. Like, I feel like him and Stuart are both witty, but I feel like Trevor Noah's wit is more like intellectual based. So it's a, it comes off like higher brow. Whereas for Americans, especially like the daily show needs to be more punchy to your point. You know what I mean? Like it needs to be more quick, rapid fire. You could kind of like, kind of like Klepker, you know, mm-hmm. of like, what the fuck are we doing? Why are we doing this? Holy shit. This place is on fire again. What the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Whereas, you know, Noah was much more of like, hey, would you like a fire extinguisher? Uh, can we talk about why no one is putting out this fire? You know, to, to Chris's point of like much like softer, nicer. But then the problem, the problem with that is <coughs> on a comedy show that manifests in different ways. So whereas when Jon Stewart was legitimately pissed off at somebody, he would go after them in a way. And it was. Those were like the funniest moments because something about a comedian being angry, you kind of get the best like Version legitimate it, yeah. anger gives yeah. you the best roasting out of a comedian, you know, to where he's making really good points and he's also viciously tearing someone apart. Yeah. And you just never got it with Trevor. He, I just don't think he has it in him. Hmm. Yeah. You know? I, I and, guess- and they're and they're because like the clips that you would see from the Daily Show back in the day that would go viral. Are like <laughs> brutally hilarious the clips. Global warming right, yeah. clip. Do you remember yeah. the global warming <laughs> clip where he's like, people are saying the ice will melt and it'll just settle to the level of the ocean, yeah. and then he takes a glass of water filled to the brim and he's like, the ice is on land, so let's add some ice to this cup. Oh my god! And he's like <laughs> throwing <laughs> ice into the cup, spilling all over the place. Oh my god, it was so good. But so it's stuff like that were, were the clips that would go viral. Right? Yeah, those were great. Tre- now that Trevor Noah's at The Daily Show, the stuff that goes viral are like these long monologues that are heart- very, heartfelt very heartfelt and very like, you know, passionate monologues about the issues of the day. And it's just very, it's like a Vagisil commercial. It's, it's just like. There's the middle-aged white woman right yeah, there. Yeah. It's it, just like, and it's like beautiful. And he's so very. I just and, grabbed that. And he's, <laughs> and he's so eloquent and he's and he's he's normally correct. Yeah. And all of that. But I'm like, you just sucked all of the energy out of The Daily Show. It, mm. It's a different style of humor in the sense of like British comedy. Mm-hmm. Where it's like. 
we are either going to be very punchy or we're going to be very passionate and like kind of suave about this thing, <laughs> which again doesn't sit with Americans. Americans don't want a long, drawn out, be, like monologue. They go like, hey, let's get that dude. Let's get, all get together and get that dude. <laughs> and to my point, during think about this during we during the span of history when donald j trump was president of the united states we had the soft daily show host mm. can you imagine if the entire time trump was in office oh, it was john stewart followed oh by God. stephen colbert oh like it used God, to be dude. the country needed that no i i almost agree with you there you know who i think was better than colbert mm. Lewis Black. Oh, if Lewis, yeah. Lewis Black was like 20 years oh, younger, yeah, I'd be like, he would have been. Yeah, on the Trevor Noah version. How come he didn't? Why, why isn't Lewis Black being vetted as he's the host? Because on. if he's that angry, he'll have a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's done segments, but I think he's he's at a point where he doesn't need that. Yeah. They yeah. probably couldn't pay Bill Burr enough to do it. Oh my no, god. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Dude. Dude, you want to talk about punchy. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, you know who might he would never do it, but you know who might be a fun replacement? Mm. Christopher Titus. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Right? I don't know. Christopher Cause... Titus is like the mildly less angry version <laughs> of Bill Burr. <laughs> but you need someone funny, clever, and angry. Like, and educated. Yeah. Yeah. John Stewart was funny, clever, educated. Mm-hmm. But if you read between the lines, he was angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> when you watch him in those uh, congressional hearings, mm-hmm. he's angry. Yeah. You know? So you got just like the, not only am I going to point out what's wrong with you, I am going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take your talking points and ruin them for America. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it so that from now on, whenever you bring up this dumbass point, People laugh at you because I destroyed <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this point. I ruined it. Yeah. You know? I mean, it, it's, a, it's a telling <laughs> thing that even to this day, when someone talks about, uh, what's his name from Fox News? They, it was him and Stewart uh, on Crossfire. Bill O'Reilly? Right? No. Although Bill O'Reilly is Sean awesome. Hannity? I, it it might have been Hannity. Hannity. Yeah. yeah. John Stewart went back and forth. When people rip into Hannity, they will, they're inevitably, they will put up that clip of them just going back and forth. (laughs) And there's, there's a perfect example. If you sat Trevor Noah across, first of all, Trevor Noah wouldn't sit across from Sean Hannity probably. Yeah. Mm. But if you did, again, it would be a lot of, well, I am above all of this and, you know, you have your opinion and blah, 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 blah. Jon Stewart made the point to tear Sean Hannity down brick by brick and just, again, ruin the facade that he was an intelligent person. When they announced that Trevor Noah was leaving, there were jokes about um, Shane Gillis being the replacement. (laughs) Think about that. You want to talk about like politically educated. He knows all of our history start to finish. He's shown that in in a lot of podcasts. I think it would be hilarious to have him up there. It'd be a slightly different daily show, I think. And then even like... Like even even like DL Hughley, who I think would probably do a good job. To me, he's just such a one trick pony, though. Mm. I just don't know that he's very uh, suave. Get yeah. Cat Williams up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> out of, honestly, out of everybody, you know who else would be real? <laughs> you know who else would actually be really good, but this would never happen in a million years. Louis C.K. Yeah, oh, Louis yeah. C.K. would be an 
excellent host of the Daily Show. Yeah. Educated, angry. Yeah. Yeah. But he's also he's not great to look at. Because yeah. like mm. John Stewart is a good looking guy. Trevor yeah. Noah even more so. Even more so, yeah. Who would that's why Hassan Minaj is so perfect for that spot. Yep. It's like he's and the 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 younger generation audience that you lost when John Stewart left, Hassan would pick them right back up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because yeah, he's, he's popular with the kids. And he's a little more punchy. He's yeah, he's more he's more punchy and yeah. more aggressive. He would bring the energy back to the show. Yeah. So this it's, all started with uh, what happened to Hassan Minaj thing? Or oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fact that he lost his spot in the Daily Show? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, so we normally start with how is everybody's week in comedy? Mm. Uh, we The last thing that we just hit, myself and Brian, was Madcaps and Palm Coast. We had Nick... Giasulo, Brian messed up his name both nights. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that you're not here to defend yourself, but I, you know I was going to talk about it anyways. <laughs> he said, he, I think he said Diasulo both nights, but he like he hesitated on it the first time because he forgot. He kept going, but backstage he's like Giasulo, 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 and then he gets up stage and he goes. Giamonti. Dia Diasulo. <laughs> like, he paused and then he had to shout it from the back. And, <laughs> and then I was like, all right, we were riding up the next night. And I was like, you got to think of a way to remind yourself of the name. So like, yeah, either screw go it up, up the there. first time. Yeah, you already screwed it up the first time. <laughs> right. But he was still like, I'm worried I'm going to fuck it up. And so I was like, what if you just go up there and do his name in an Italian accent. Giasulo. <laughs> 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 yeah. And then I was like, no, uh, if he's not cool with that, you st- and he said he still wanted to bring him up with that kind of ring announcer energy of Giasulo, like mm-hmm. give it up for him. So I was like, what if you get the crowd to put their hands together, but instead of clapping, you make them all do this? <laughs> the Italian hands? Put your hands together for this Italian right out of Boston. <laughs> Giasulo, and he still went Diasulo. <laughs> he's like, he came backstage. He's like, fuck, 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 fuck. I, I have been on both sides of that equation. <laughs> uh, I know how many times my name's gonna get fucked up because I've heard it already, plenty of times. Um, what did we do before that? Did, wait, did either one of you go to um, the last show at the attic? No, no. because I was working. Oh yeah, 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 the other room. <laughs> Although I was in the car while Brian's wife was texting him. Oh yeah, <laughs> about it. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear anything about it? I, uh, I heard <clears throat> some stuff. What? T- tell me. Cause it was it was the best turnout we've had so far, besides the one. Yeah. And uh, who who hosted that one? Um, did geez, preach? Did it, preach? I think it was it? preach. Yeah. Preach hosted, um, and it was just a tight tight crowd right out of the gate mm-hmm. um noah fleming followed i think he was up for five to seven and i don't think he quite hit the seven but <coughs> they weren't giving him anything no. they were tight the whole time all the way through uh c dillard went up after noah fleming and he's on for 15 yeah he got lit at three. Oh shit and yeah. it wasn't because <laughs> he was doing God bad damn. but i think i think he came out he came out hard because he was like all right they're not responding i need to be aggressive and wake them up with something that's going to make them go oh shit you yeah. know and he came out aggressive and they did not like that at all yeah you, you, <laughs> and so he did about three minutes and eugene was like i gotta like this dude and yeah, he, yeah. And then, well you know how eugene says yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, i can't say it um yeah. <laughs> 
Wait, when you and then he lit him and he, he got off and she was like, fuck, dude. Yeah. When and Eugene came to Cloud Parlor and I was asking him about it, he was, that was one of those conversations where you're like, dude, I know he's better than that, but so we've much, all yeah. been in that spot at least once. Yeah. So I think he definitely saved him. I was even talking to C last night at the open mic about it, yeah. and he was like, I'm actually kind of glad he gave me the light because I was about to go harder. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's that gear that he knows to switch into, and uh, I don't think it would have gone well. Eugene turned the crowd in time for Eugene to close the crowd out. Yeah, because Eugene did, Torres, Eugene. Yeah, uh, yeah, Eugene it was Singleton weird. Ended yeah. with two yeah. Eugenes. Yeah. <laughs> and how did Eugene Torres do? He did great. Yeah, because he's what I heard. okay. Because he's a professional. He's, yeah. he's been doing it yeah. for a long time. Yeah, I think I, I still think the tightness of the crowd boils down to the heat. Mm-hmm. Um, was it hot again? I have no idea. Um, oh, that's right. I know they right got there. that fan going. Um, but the yeah. fan also kind of messes messes us up a little bit too, because even sitting on the opposite end of the room, I'm distracted by that background noise while yeah. the while the comic is on stage. Um, so they need to fix that AC ASAP. Yeah. Um, I was telling Brian to look into portable AC units at the very least. Yeah. Something yeah. for like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Something you guys can get, just get set in there right by the stage, right by the crowd, maybe one on either side. Yeah. Um, when. Have the hot air just vent downstairs. Yeah. Fuck it, they got AC down there anyways. Yeah. <laughs> One thing, and I get for the people at home. I guess this is more of a technical issue kind of thing. But uh, one thing that I did hear about that was the restaurant downstairs was having difficulty bringing drinks up for whatever reason. Uh, which you know on Saturday, it, <coughs> yeah, uh, they have coolers upstairs. <clears throat> Was it non-beer drinks? I don't know. They got I, coolers of beer upstairs, and then if people yeah, want I, anything else, they got. All go I know there. is Eugene was like, "I'd be GM for a hot minute." Uh, so, <laughs> oh, damn. It, it it's one of those things where like, uh, no matter what the show is, if you're promising refreshments mm-hmm. and you're having difficulty serving them for whatever reason, mm-hmm. it it's one of those weird things about comedy of like. Comedy is a machine that needs every gear turning exactly as it's supposed to right. in order to not fuck up a vibe. You don't want people in the audience <clears throat> being distracted by like, man, I asked for my drink five minutes ago. Right. And yeah. I still haven't. And they're like looking over their shoulder down the stairwell to see if it's coming. And they got no, they're more right. distracted by the fact that they didn't get their drink right away. And they that, need the drink because it's fucking hot. Right. Absolutely. And and that's the reason why check drop is such a hard fucking push for comics. The time too, right? Yeah, because it's like you, you're up there. You can have them dying, and then somebody gets a fucking bill in their hand, and now they're like, "Well, I got to do math. It was this really worth eighteen percent tip? Yeah. You know, like oh, this fucking bitch next to me <coughs> ordered five drinks, and this is our first date. And Although now I, they're. I bet that the bartenders try to drop the check when they seem like they're having the best time, so that way they get a little better tip. I wouldn't be, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't you know be surprised. I mean? That's why well, most comics do merch push well, during check. Well, drop. yeah, all you have to do yeah. during check drop is have like a a long form story. Mm-hmm. So like, I have my bit about nine um, eleven. Yeah, that's like a long kind of drawn out thing. So what I'll usually do is when check drop happens, I'll just go into that. And I know the next five minutes, they're going to be mostly ignoring me anyway. Mm-hmm. So for the few people that are paying attention, they're going to hear this long story. And the punchline still hits whether they're the paying punchline. full attention. Yeah, not as strong as it would if they were all paying full attention. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, the, whatever you do during check drop, 
is kind of burned anyway. Mm. So might as well get one chunk of thing out Mm -hmm. that you know like isn't it's not the funniest thing in my act so i might as well do this long story that has one punchline at the end and even if it doesn't hit now i'm back into the groove of my material Mm. so i don't i don't waste my funniest stuff during the check drop yeah Mm. yeah that's why i usually throw down with my uh like sink or swim joke about going to Japan yeah. because it's like it's long enough that you have enough time to figure out <coughs> how much you should actually be tipping yeah. but like it's also short enough that if it's not working at all or if people are like too distracted by the end of it I can go like well moving on mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> well I don't understand why people are always too cheap to just tip 20% yeah it's so much easier you so just easy. move the decimal point and, and double, it, double it and that's your 20 like, um, just do that. People understand. are also broke. <laughs> well, I know, but <laughs> but the difference between eighteen and twenty percent tip is like a dollar or whatever the not amount is. Yeah, not even. Yeah. It's cents. But I don't know. Um, okay, uh, Thursday I had the Juggernaut show. Okay, that was my first full set on the Juggernaut show because I did a guest spot the last time. Great show, absolutely mm-hmm. great show. I think the room was about half filled, but the audience was there for it. And this is Laugh Out Lounge. This is at Laugh Out Lounge in Winter Haven. Yep. Um, everybody did great. Uh, Adam Lowry closed us out, which is cool. Yeah. I guess um, Rob said he had a conversation with Adam Lowry because he, Adam was like, "Hey, put me on," and he was like, "Oh, I just didn't think you would want to." You know, this is kind of like a light paid show. Yeah. It's kind of beneath you. He's like, "No, dude, it looks fun. Like, put me on." So no, Adam. Actually, really I got cool, um, man. I've got Adam headlining the Laugh Attic in a few yes, weeks. Yes, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, That's no, he's because awesome. I, I kind of had the same conversation with him where he was. I was like, <coughs> well, uh, you know, I'm going to make sure that I bring you back once the budgets are higher, because right now we're operating on a minimal budget until right. we until we build up an audience and build up, um, you know, money in the bank. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, don't worry about it. I just I just want to get out and do comedy all over the place. That type of hustle from someone who like a lot who of us owns see, two clubs. Yeah. yeah, a lot of us see <laughs> is like way above us. The fact yeah. that he's like trying to hustle and get every room no matter what is really fucking cool yeah sometimes you do just hit a point though where you're like i just want to have the i want to get paid but i want to get back to the fun half of comedy too and but they're very very supportive Mm -hmm. like both adam and mike Mike lee Lee. yeah yep if you know them they're supportive of each other Mm -hmm. and each other's clubs and if you tell them hey i'm working on trying to do something They'll also kind of guide you and give you information. Like both of them, when I talk to them, it's like, oh, if you want to open a club, you got to look out for A, B, C, D, E. Mm. You're going to have to expect, you know, such and such. Understand you're not going to make any money for the first like year down there. <laughs> like, you know, they're, they're, but they're both really passionate about other people stepping up and doing something bigger and better. Nice. Information cool. is the cheapest and best thing that you can give somebody. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like in this in this industry, it really yeah. is. Yeah. You know, and even sometimes if the information you have is shit, it's better to be like, "Hey, man, do you <coughs> mind if I tell you X, Y, and Z?" Because at, at least for me, there have been plenty of times where I've seen a comic who's not at my level try to give me advice, and I go, "Oh, cool, I know exactly what not to do now." <laughs> <laughs> That's why I take every bit of advice that comes my way. Because if I take that person seriously as a comic, I'm going to pay attention to what to do, and if I don't, then I'm going to be like, "All right, maybe I won't." Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, this was. Uh, did you have anything this uh, past week? Uh, so I did Cloud Parlor, oh, which yeah, yeah. was, <laughs> you know, it, it was a lot of fun. It was a kava bar. Yeah, how did um, it go? Because it's always an interesting so audience. 
the we did all right. Everyone on the lineup did all right. I would probably argue uh, as the host, I had the hardest time just because again, you're waking them up from nothing. Right, yet. you're waking them up from nothing, and or a you're also coma. right. It, you know, I always say like doing comedy at a kava bar is like doing comedy in front of people who just did quaaludes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so. Uh, they, you know, there were a lot of fun. I had to change my set kind of last minute because uh, I talked to the owner. And he was like, oh, a lot of comics come through here and make fun of Kava without even ever really drinking Kava. And, you know, like, it's cool. <laughs> but and it was one of those, like, it's cool. And you're like, it's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you, you don't want those jokes. And I, I, had to, I had to look at it. And I was like, I'm only going to be doing, like, five to ten. And then he said that. And I was like, oh gonna be doing five <laughs> <laughs> get rid of my five minutes right. of kava's for stupid people <laughs> at the kava bar jokes right. well it wasn't that so a lot of like the kava bits that i had written for that were just a lot of you know like ways to because we had a conversation on a drive which was one of my weakest points in comedy is crowd work yeah. So, like, I had written a bunch of, like, kava, like, crowd work bits to basically be like, yo, is this your date? You took her out for kava? Like, you couldn't afford roofies? Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, you guys, do you guys, like, write right for crowd work? N- no. Well. Like, if you come up with, if you come across um, a, some, a crowd work that happens on your, on your show spontaneously, and then you go, all right, how could I have done this better? And then take that topic and do like the yes no branch where like if you ask this they say yes they say no or like try to come up with the options what could I say here what could I say there have you ever sat down and tried that? Um, sort of. Let me give you let me give you my how I got into crowd work. Okay. Um, I used to go. (coughs) It is. This speaks. Then sorry, I'm I'm sick and I'll talk about that in a minute but he um, tells us like 30 I know minutes we're in an, an enclosed room with a <laughs> no, no, no. no air circulation <laughs> um so i'm not, I'm not I, I was worse i'm just i'm a tail end of it now um but back to the importance of having like a strong group of comics around you mm-hmm. what got me into crowd work was eugene because we used to do old school pizza and i write sort of complex witty material that I spend a lot of time working on and then Eugene would go up there and wing it and be like you know making silly Trump jokes and shit and at the end of the night people would be like oh my god Eugene is so funny and And I'm like motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) it's like all he's doing is winging bullshit and I'm writing like really complex he's he's that kid that went out and partied and got drunk last night and And showed up son of a bitch so uh, so after after a while of that, I was like, all right, you know what? And then what happened was it was I kind of got lucky. It was sort of serendipitous. It was now is during the pandemic. And old school pizza used to was one of the only places that stayed open. I think the entire pandemic, we missed, I think, three Wednesdays. Nice. For the entire pandemic. I'm sure people died because of our company. <laughs> shows, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, if he dies. <laughs> but um. It was very cool because we were there every Wednesday and it was only a select group of people that were brave enough to come out. Mm. So it was only be like six audience members, eight audience members, maybe not including comics, but yeah, mm-hmm. every time. And they'd all seen my material over and over and over and over again. So at one point during the pandemic, I was like, you know what? I'm no longer going to come here with material. 
And it's kind of like what I do with Moon Room now, where yeah. it was like, all right, first thing what I did was I would show up like an hour early and I would sit there with a piece of paper and I would write material about the people in the room. And I did that for probably like two months. And then I was like, all right, well, let me now only show up a half hour early, cut the amount of time I have to write in half. And then I would write for about a half hour. Then I was like, let me just show up five minutes before the show starts. And then I would write, you know, during the show because I usually closed it. Mm -hmm. Then I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to write stuff, but I'm not going to bring the notebook on stage with me. So I'm, I really, over the course of the entire pandemic, I systematically mastered doing crowd work. Nice. And then by the end, I would show up right before the show starts with no, with no notebook, no plan. Eyeball a few people. Eyeball a few people before the show starts <laughs> so cool. and then go up and just do it. But it, it, took, it, it took a year of, mm-hmm. of actively working on it yeah. you know, to, to get to where now I can, for the most part, stand in the back of the room, like you said, eyeball some people mm-hmm. <laughs> and then go up and have something. Yeah. One of the things, so, you know, when Chris and I had that conversation, because I do agree with him, like, my weakest talent now is crowd work. Yeah. Uh, Because there's a lot, there's a lot of times where, like, you're up on stage and people are like, oh, you got to really talk to the audience. And yeah, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about these motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like seven to 10 minutes. Right. It's, (laughs) well, because it's like, you know, when you're at like feature level, like yeah. there, it's not a bad time to work on crowd work, but mm-hmm. there's also a thing of like I've spent days, weeks, months, years writing <laughs> material, and now I gotta throw out five minutes out of a <laughs> twenty minute set so I can talk to fucking Greg about his accounting mm-hmm. job. Like I give a shit <laughs> and you watch know? that be the best part of your set, and you're like, fuck me, yeah, dude. maybe, yeah, you yeah. know, what I mean? like. Uh, <laughs> So one of the pieces of advice I read online while I've been trying to prepare for this is uh, kind of to what you were saying, you know, like you can write some kind of like skeletal jokes, mm-hmm. you know, and you can engage with proud work in the sense of I'm going to talk to this person and direct them towards yeah, like a magic what, trick. Yeah. You know, to be like, oh, hey, you know, like. Again, like the whole Kava thing was like, oh, hey, Kava makes you sleepy, tired, or like zoomed in and focus. So, like, hey, I can talk about them having like ADHD of like, oh, this is a cheap way for you to get around paying for a prescription, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because no matter what they say, you know, do you do Kava often? Do you not do Kava often? Oh, cool. I can still direct it towards <laughs> this thing, you know? Yeah. But it's it's a useful skill because like so, so this weekend, so I, well, I'll tell you my sick story now. <laughs> um, so last weekend I was at the um, Snappers in Fort Myers. Okay, so not the one in um, no, well, Tarpon Springs. No, I mean the weekend before last, I guess. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm talking about not this past weekend that just happened. The weekend prior to that, so. I was at that one, and what I did was I worked Monday through Friday. I left Thursday. I left work on Thursday early, drove all the way to Fort Myers, performed, jumped back in the car, and drove all the way back to Melbourne the like same a night. Fucking oh, psycho! And <laughs> <laughs> got got home at two o'clock in the morning, 
and uh, went to got back up at seven to go to work and worked Friday. I took a half day on Friday, so I got to leave work at one uh, and then drove back to Fort Myers. Did there's usually there's two shows. There's like a um, early and a late show. And then I actually uh, I'm working on this now. I found a uh, truck stop and I just stayed in my car at a truck stop hmm. and paid for a shower at the truck stop and got up. Well, went fishing the next day because mm-hmm. what's, what's cool about it is if you spend the night there Friday, Saturday, you're in Fort Myers all day. The show's not until, you know, 7 p.m. So you have all day to find something to do it's the lifestyle of a touring comic yeah <laughs> so i brought um when i went i brought all my fishing stuff and i actually keep fishing stuff in the truck of my car at all times nice um because of comedy because a lot of times you show up somewhere and then you're there all day with nothing to do until and showtime you're in, you're in florida so yeah you're in florida there's, there's, water yeah there's, there's, <laughs> i've never not found a place to fish yeah. <laughs> so i went fishing in fort myers and what was also funny was it was the day you guys were fishing that's right uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well i wasn't fishing. Well, yeah, yeah. i didn't yeah. i didn't go but yeah so while you guys were fishing in Melbourne, I was fishing in Fort Myers. Nice. Connected in spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was that was with uh, Sean Banks. And he was very funny comic out of Philly. Um, what was cool, though, is he actually started in Titusville. So okay. I'm actually really I spoke to him. He said next time we happen to be in the same place at the same time, we'll do this podcast. Okay. Um, because he's Sick. another comic that started in Brevard County. And uh, I mean, he's now lives in philly tours the entire country he's worked with i mean every major black comic i could name he knew <laughs> like he's when was all this when did he start out uh, like uh, mike's I mean, time again like that type of no lo- long before, before that he was so he's uh i'm trying to think i want to say he's been doing it over 20 years nice yeah and started in titusville so i mean it just it was it was just cool to be on the road and bump into another comic who started in brevard yeah. mm-hmm. that i'd never heard of before that's a successful you know touring comedian mm-hmm. it was pretty amazing and then because i did that and i went you know all that time without really getting any sleep <laughs> i got sick yeah. so then the mm-hmm. following week i did <coughs> i did not i did not have i didn't come home until after one o'clock in the morning this past week Mm. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Damn. So <laughs> Tuesday, I went to um, Pineapples, mm-hmm. which I should not have done. I mean, I'm glad I did. It was fun, but yeah. I shouldn't have done that. But if you have the given option, the you week. haven't been sleeping. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so I did that, and then we went to Applebee's afterward and didn't leave Applebee's until Applebee's was going to close. <laughs> Dude, I'm getting tired <laughs> just thinking about how tired you would have been. <laughs> and then I, uh, then I left there. And then uh, Wednesday, I had really awesome uh, Dougie Almeida. He runs a show called Wise Guys down in Coral Springs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's a super nice Italian restaurant um, owned by the, these young guys. They have like a like a conglomerate of young like millionaires that open up re- these bars and restaurants. Nice. Um, the, like the owner, I met the owner, he was 29. Like, it was amazing. <laughs> Shit. And um, 35, baby. <laughs> Woo! Failing the fuck out of life. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but um, he was super cool. He was there with his friends, and we did the show. Um, really fun show. I worked with uh, Flip Schultz, who's a very funny comic uh, from South Florida. And after the show, and it's, it's just 
such a cool thing. After the show, they close the restaurant, and then after the restaurant is closed, they bring out a feast for the comics. Oh, dude. So it was like, you know, nice. chicken parmesan, eggplant parmesan, two different types of calamari and different pasta. And like it was just... And then, and then we sat there and talked about like life and comedy till like again one something in the God morning. Damn it! And yeah, then I that left. Night's worth it. Yeah, no, that's that one of those nights that's worth it because I mean I learned so much from Dougie, and hopefully I'll be doing some stuff with him moving forward as well. Yeah, that's one of those things where it sounds so fucking dumb, but like that's how it used to be. Yeah, <laughs> for entertainers across the board, for the most part, yeah. you went out, you went to whatever fucking lounge in <laughs> Vegas. You did the show, and then you fucking hung out in Vegas because you were kind of like a face to be seen Mm -hmm. at that point. Well, you know, it was like the Frank Sinatra days of like, oh, Frank's doing a show here, but everyone showed up at like this random fucking spot because like, where else are you going to hang out with Frank Sinatra? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, so I did that, and then... (laughs) left there and drove the two and a half hours home after you know being out to one o'clock in the morning and then went to work (laughs) and then after work i got back in the car and now i'm doing the uh snappers in uh palm harbor which is tampa basically Mm -hmm. which is like three and a half hours away Mm -hmm. so i left work thursday hauled ass over to tampa (laughs) did the show drove back to melbourne the same night Mm -hmm. Worked Friday, but I did a half day on Friday again, so I can go back to Tampa. <laughs> and um, we need to get him a coke habit. Something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, so just just to give you how like gangster this trip was, one of the nights coming back from Tampa, I was driving, and again because like I had gotten sick and I started to get better, and then I was doing all these shows back to back and not getting any sleep. Mm. So then my cold got worse and worse again so one night i'm driving back from tampa and all of a sudden i have to like throw up and i threw up in like a the like a big gulp cup and then just dumped it out the window and kept driving like and and no and like just all over the side of the car (laughs) (laughs) like at 80 miles an hour i just threw up in a cup and no i didn't i I didn't litter i kept Uh, the cup but i just dumped it out the window at that point you might as well just show it dude But there's a little bit of Mountain Dew yeah. at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just have a big pet peeve about littering. I just get pissed definitely, off. Definitely, but no, it was, it was just brutal. And then, so my plan, the only reason why <clears throat> I didn't, I was trying to sleep it in my car thing, and I've done it before. But now, actually, I went to, uh, I went to Ross, and I bought this like um, little, almost toolbox kind of thing, and I put like. Soap, toothbrush, toothpaste, a washcloth, um, deodorant, um, some like you not built yourself collo- a go bag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I nice. built that that just lives in the back of my car now. Mm-hmm. So now I have that plus an entire fishing like, thing in the, yeah. in the, that just lives in my car now. So I was like, this was helpful. And here's where I made the mistake. I found this pier in Tampa. You might know it's like the Skyway Bridge oh, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's the longest fishing pier in the world. Right. Okay. So yeah. they took this bridge and they turned it into a fishing pier when they built the new bridge. I go out there and again, my whole thing is I'm gonna stay in my car because I'm at a point now where I, I refuse to do comedy shows and lose money. Okay. My thing is like at this point I'm doing this for profit. Yeah. So if it means that I gotta sleep in my car instead of getting a hotel, 
fine. Mm-hmm. I just need to come home with money in my pocket now. Yeah. You know? It makes sense being married as well to yeah. justify yeah, exactly. what you're doing. <coughs> so I, I find this uh, Skybridge place, and it's open 24 hours. You got to pay to get in, but it's pretty cheap. So I go in, and I'm so excited. I'm like, so this means, so the way it works is you can drive your car. Imagine being able to drive your car on a fishing pier. Mm-hmm. So you literally drive up to the spot where you're going to cast from, mm-hmm. and you just park your car there. Nice. So your car is literally four feet away from you the whole time you're fishing so it's so convenient yeah i think the only spot around here that we do that is the ogalley bridge just off to the side before you get to the actual bridge but yeah yeah Yeah. same thing yeah (coughs) how wide is it um i mean it's a two it was a two-lane bridge so it's pretty wide okay if i remember correctly that arnold schwarzenegger (coughs) movie like true lies or whatever like they filmed that bridge scene on the 27 mile bridge down the key is it yeah pretty sure it was down that way Mm-hmm. It might be. I, I forget which, but it's the same design long at the ass, very least. Yeah, long ass so, two lane bridge. <laughs> yeah, if yeah. you need a visual picture of that. <laughs> so I, uh, so I get there. I go to. I go to. There's. It's such a cool place. I, I'm gonna go back, even though, for now, it's the devil. <laughs> but I go out there. There's an actual 24 hour bait shop there. Mm-hmm. So I go in. I buy. I buy two dozen live shrimp. And I'm out there because I, I, I brought everything to be prepared. So I had a, a battery-powered aerator or whatever to keep the shrimp alive or whatever. So I set everything up. I have my bucket with all my shrimp. I have my Bluetooth speaker out. My car is right here. I changed my clothes. I cast two of the shrimp. I brought two rods with me. So I cast one shrimp in one direction, one shrimp in the other direction. And I'm like, all right, so now I get to get to relax. And my plan was I'm just going to sleep out here under the stars. And then when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to keep fishing because I don't have anything to do until tomorrow at 7 p.m. So I'm just going to fish all day and night until I have to go. So I was super excited. Did somebody have a problem with you being out there? Nope. No, there were were tons of people out there. No, I mean like overnight. No, because, again, it's 24 hours. I mean, yeah. Fuck yeah. And as long as the rods are out, I don't look like a bum. I'm I'm fishing, you know? So (laughs) I'm out there, and there's like this concrete ledge that's right next to um, to the sort of railing. And it's it's taller than the ground, so like it's sitting up high. So I sit. I'm using it like I'm just sitting on it, like it's a chair, mm-hmm. right? And the the breeze is blowing. It's cool out. It's just. Be- I was like, this is awesome. I'm gonna be here, like I said, for 20 hours Nothing until I have to. Yeah. <laughs> I I lay down and fall asleep, right? And, but it doesn't matter because the rods are right there. The whatever that indicator noise thing is on. Yeah. And I wake up. Am I like I'm like itching? I'm like, what the hell is like? Are there mosquitoes out here? Because normally when you're around salt water, there aren't mosquitoes. No seums though, huh? No seums. Well, I look down, and my entire arms and legs are covered in hives. Oof! Like, I I mean, from (sighs) from my wrist all the way up my shoulders, my back, my chest, all the way down my legs just hives right and like like you know that kind of itching where like it's like if i had a fillet knife i would just take the top layer off my skin like it just crawling yeah so i ran um i had (laughs) i had a two liter of public seltzer and mm-hmm. I, I soaked. Is that that same when you're drinking? <laughs> no, 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 it's a different. <laughs> <laughs> Save the bottle. <laughs> but, but um, is that the same bottle actually? <laughs> <laughs> but 
I'm, dump- like I'm dumping seltzer into the wash rag mm-hmm. and just rubbing seltzer all over just my body. Anything. Just like anything yeah. to like it just stop. And because I, I couldn't figure out, I was like, do I have a, a sudden onset shrimp allergy? Like, what could this be? Mm. And I figured out later is because I, I don't know what was on that concrete thing, but whatever it was, maybe no seams as you call it, whatever. Yeah. <coughs> but something, I mean, so now. I'm on my phone, and I'm like, hotels near me. <laughs> yeah, like fuck this. <laughs> like na- yeah, I was yeah. like, there's no way. Like I, I try, I tried getting back down. I tried getting in the car, turning the AC on, blast, mm-hmm. and just again, just rubbing like seltzer all over Go everything. To the store, get yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, shit off, just. Fuck this. I got on the phone. I found a La Quinta. <laughs> there you go. And I, I booked a room at the La Quinta and just dumped all my shit in my car and hauled ass to the La Quinta. And at this point, it's five o'clock in the morning. Right? Oh so, like, again, it's five o'clock in the morning. I'm in a strange place on the whole other side of the state and I'm covered in hives. Mm. And I'm like, at a hotel now. I need at least a shower and a bed to figure out what the hell I'm going to do next. Probably did look a little homeless running in there yes. covering hives. So at 5 o'clock in the morning, I run into La Quinta <laughs> scratching like a crackhead. Like, right? Like, stand, imagine Just standing come over and be like, come exactly. on, baby! Exactly, exactly. I need a room! <laughs> exactly. You got me more of those rooms? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll do things for it! <laughs> so then, the guy, and I'm so glad, like... I realize sometimes that I am definitely my father's son. My dad has no patience in these situations, right? <laughs> so we get we get up front. I get up front, and it's this like younger black guy with like braids, and he's like telling me he's like, yeah. Well, I was like, so I I called. I made a reservation, and he was like, well, you didn't call me, and I was like. <laughs> Great. Uh, okay. Tools. Reservation. Yeah. yeah. Reservation. Can you can you look it up? He was like, "Well, we don't have rooms of that type available right now. We don't check." I was That's like, "Because I, I just was fucking reserved." I was like, one. "Yeah." I was like, I'm, "I was on the phone with someone oh who who specifically told me I could get a room right now, and they took my reservation." I was like, "Can you look for it in the computer?" And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's such a weird thing now where you have to convince people to do their job, yeah, right? Yeah. Like you have to you have, like, you have to ugh. push them through it. You have to walk them through doing their own job. Yeah. So then he looks it up in the computer and he's like, "Oh yeah, but um, you booked that through like a third party person or whatever." And I was like, "Listen." And now imagine all of this time, my skin is like, it's like, like feels like it's gonna peel yeah. off yeah. of you. And all I, I'm Fuck, trying dude. to not go. Would you fucking <laughs> give me a room, you piece of shit? Like I'm, I'm, I'm just holding, yeah, yeah, I'm just holding it in. And I'm like, I can't. I need to remain calm so that I can negotiate my way into a hotel so room. You can sleep in a hotel so room instead see. of a holding yeah. cell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, <coughs> I understand. Maybe I didn't call the correct number, but if you Google this hotel. That's the first number that comes up. Mm. So seeing as I don't work here, I assumed that that was the correct number. And you can see I'm not lying to you. There's a there's a reservation in the thing. And he's like, yeah, but I mean, check ins not until 3 p.m. So, I mean, I don't know. I was like, it is five o'clock in the morning. I was like, what is possible? I was like, he's like, well, we don't have any of those rooms that you, you know, reserve. So and I was like, do you have any rooms? And he was like, yeah, we have a couple of suites. And I was like, so what's the price difference between the room I booked and the suite? He was like, let me look. He's like, 
twenty dollars. I'm like, would you give me the fucking room? Right. Like, I was so, I'm like, anybody else would have taken that, <laughs> found your reservation, gone. The check-in's not till three p.m. You look like you need one now. <laughs> Let's see what else we have available. This one's twenty dollars more. Is that okay? Dude, Problem solved. I was right. so Fuck. fucking angry. I was like, you think? I mean, he like it didn't occur to him that like. Dude, upsell me. Why are you not Wait. doing your? It is, I guarantee you, in training, mm-hmm. they told you in this situation, upsell the person to the suite. Right. And my thing is, you think I, as a grown man, walked into your hotel covered in hives mm-hmm. at five o'clock in the morning, begging for a hotel room, and I'm gonna say no for twenty fucking dollars. <laughs> I, I was. I can tell you. I I feel like I have the answers to that question <laughs> of why. Like he's not doing his job is because people are so underpaid now. They're like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> right? I'm just here, dude. Right? Like I'm not. I'm not getting those extra twenty yeah. bucks if I upsell. I, so I feel like a bunch of old dudes just complaining about the kids these days don't have any fucking worth that work it, ethic. It was so well, Amer- America's never been a customer service industry. The, yeah. the big difference Besides though. Chick-fil-A. Well, so that's the big difference though is like if you compare Chick Fil A to other like fast food places, mm. you get paid like an don't <laughs> <laughs> Some of the other ones are also starting to adopt the uh, my pleasure thing. Yeah. And I don't think I could possibly hate anything more than someone saying my pleasure. Oh. To McDonald's? <laughs> I, yeah, any, anywhere. Even, honestly, even Chick-fil-A, I get, I get a little bit. I'm like, fuck you, dude. I know you don't mean that shit. Like, just, just give my shit. Treat just me like slowly jerking off behind <laughs> the window like, yeah, my, my pleasure. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> does that mean yeah, it's, it's everywhere so yeah. he uh, finally gives me my room key <laughs> and i i was so proud of myself because after he gave me the room key i would because i was like i'm gonna be that whatever the opposite of a karen is and i was like thank you for accommodating me sir and he was like you, you could tell he was surprised yeah. that i wasn't a dick because i think you know like when when you're on the phone with customer service mm-hmm. Once you curse, they have the right to hang up on you. Yeah. That's like a thing. Yeah. So all they're doing is waiting on you to curse so they can get rid of you. Yeah. And I think he was waiting on me to curse at him to then kick me out of Just the hotel. Just have a whole Kramer moment. Exactly. <laughs> so once I once he actually got me in a room and I was nice to him, I was like, I appreciate you accommodating me. He was like, yeah, thanks, man. He was like hyped about it. Yeah. And I went up to my room and I just took a, a shower in boiling Hotel yeah. water. Burn it off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <coughs> and the stupid thing was, within a half hour, all the hives were gone. Like, so whatever it was, it was a chemical that Reaction. was on me. Yeah. That once I got it off, the hives completely okay. went away so within wasn't like. those bugs for sure. Then. No, yeah. It could it have been some kind of protectant seal on the concrete. Yeah, maybe, but holy shit. To it keep was. It from like rusting or molding or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe pesticide that they spray on there to keep. Whatever yeah. I they don't do, know, or the, so the repellents to keep yeah, the birds off of it, or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, but dude, those those hot level showers when you're itchy like that, you you yeah. feel like the skeleton and the fucking yeah. Terminator <laughs> when they're hanging onto the yeah. fence, just yeah. burning it all off. Yeah, just burn it all. So for, for those traveling, kind of to what Chris is talking about, being prepared for like mm-hmm. comedy journeys. Real talk, get yourself like a gym pass to like a big yeah, yeah. nationwide chain. Mm. You can use their showers, even work out, get yourself clean that way. And also, to Chris's point, truck stops like Flying J and stuff like that, you can pick up a shower there. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. And a you, lot of them have like a restaurant in it. Yeah. You know, so it's it's really not that bad. I mean, it's cool to be able to sleep. And then <coughs> if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, ah, let me go 
get up and walk around and grab a snack and whatever and get back in the car or whatever. Mm-hmm. The only thing is my car, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> is a Chevy Sonic hatchback. It is a tiny little car. <laughs> You don't so. expect Chris yeah. to get out of this. Car, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I've <Dude>. met so <laughs> many people. <laughs> Dude, that's why I owned the Prius. Like yeah. the seats, <laughs> legit. When I was thinking about buying my next car, it was a consideration of like, well, what do I want? You know, because I've never owned a cool car. A cool, yeah. co- me getting out of a like a Maserati goes like, oh, this dude does drugs. <laughs> like, like, yeah, this sells them or buys them. It's one of the two. You know. Yeah. Um, or maybe I'm like some chic son. <laughs> but like uh, when I got the Prius, it was specifically like it has good gas mileage and the seats fold in the back fold down enough that I can just get it like a blanket and a pillow mm. and just sleep basically in my trunk. Yeah. <laughs> and like it's good. And it's it's been good like since 2013, I guess. Damn. So... Yeah, the next thing I, I discovered was I need to buy. <coughs> so the Bluetooth speaker I have <clears throat> is a Ryobi one that runs off of the actual drill battery. So it lasts a really long time. And they make a small like like fan that runs off of the same battery. And apparently, if you have the larger capacity battery, I'm, I'm thinking you know what I'm talking about because yep. you're a handyman. Okay, I was like, he's looking at me with a blank look in his there's face, and um, I feel like he should know. There's like two amp hours, and then there's five amp hours, and there's yeah. like 20 amp hour batteries. They just keep getting thicker. Yeah, so I have, more power I, have, uh, I have four amp hour batteries. Amp hour. And apparently, if you have the four amp hour batteries, that fan can run all night. Mm-hmm. Because the only issue is, when I'm in my car, I don't want to run my car all night just to run the AC, mm-hmm. but it also just starts to progressively get hotter and mm. hotter and hotter so i was like all right i can at least buy this fan and whatever but i mean this weekend i learned uh my physical capacity i was like all right there's a limit on what i can do mm. you know like i again i was i just felt myself progressively getting sicker and sicker as the mm. week went on because i just wasn't sleeping enough yeah um so it's just not it's not sustainable so now now i've i've, I've pushed my my comedy from I don't get enough bookings to now it's like, okay, I need to be more strategic in the bookings I accept right? because I I can't keep doing this. I it, mean, I'll die. It's like, also for real. A, <laughs> a very small but, like, dumb thing that comics need to remember. Usually, especially when you're, like, featuring or headlining <clears> – <throat> you are going to be shaking a lot of hands over the weekend. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. just grab like a 99 cent like thing of hand sanitizer. Yeah, there's sure. uh, there's some comics out there that sell hand sanitizer as merch <laughs> just to bring it with them. <laughs> <laughs> Hand it out before the show like, yeah, you guys want to yeah. buy this now? Or? <coughs> yeah, so I mean, I also, what was cool was we worked with, um, and that was the other thing, like, I mean, it, it was brutal physically, mm. But it was I had so much fun. So the snappers, they the the comics get fifty percent off the food, like food and drinks. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, you get a burger and fries for like eight bucks. I mean, I, I still tipped as though it was full price. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, all weekend I just every I just ate at Snappers, <laughs> um, and got to hang did, out with. Did you get the fucking sushi boat? No, 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 because no, 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 that's expensive. The whole ocean, dude. <laughs> I, I cannot tell you the number of comics I've work with at snappers who are like give me the sushi boat and it's like 
do you realize how much they're paying us? Like, can you afford the whole boat? Like, <laughs> I would honestly though, I would if um at some point if I bring my wife with me to Snappers, I'll get the sushi boat because then we can sit and have like sushi. It is great. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Boat, <laughs> the sushi boat at Mangetsu right here in downtown Melbourne is yeah, good. Really? I went. I had a. I went to a friend's like birthday party dinner there, and uh, me and my buddy split the boat. Yeah, <laughs> it was so worth it, dude. Really? Yeah, <laughs> Mangetsu, right there. That other sushi here. place, like just down the road from it, the like new all-you-can-eat one, mm-hmm. not worth the price. I've had that happen to me twice Who's recently. Sushi Factory? Uh, it's the Otsuka be. or whatever. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. uh, I like Sushi Factory. Yeah, no. Well, so that I, I'm been. not. I, I haven't been there, but like I went to there, and then I went to like the Lazy Turtle to like write. Okay, yeah. Because I was like, oh, I'll be outside. I'll write. You know, I'll have a couple drinks. It's like a fucking Sunday afternoon or whatever. Yeah. And you ever have that moment where you go to a place where you're like, this food is mediocre, but the prices are expensive. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Like there was a point where like I was seething. In my chair, be like, like what? Be like, you charged me forty-five fucking dollars. (laughs) I got breakfast at Panera today, and it was like uh, a sandwich, a side, and a coffee, and it was like seventeen dollars. And I was like, (laughs) never again. again. Yeah, Yeah. never, never again. again. (laughs) Breakfast? I'll make a bowl of cereal. Yeah, I'll do that. (laughs) But It's, uh, it's insane. That. You know what's something you should consider bringing on the trip, if you, especially if you are going to bring one of those batteries? Yeah. Get one of those uh, plug-and-play mini-fridges, so yeah. that way you can bring your own food. No, so what I, what I do is, and I just, I, didn't, I, I wasn't well enough prepared this time. I mean, honestly, because we get 50% off the food, it's you can get like a bad. nice meal yeah. and it's still relatively cheap. Yeah. Because, I mean... I was getting a you know bacon cheeseburger and fries and whatever for the same price as McDonald's, even yes. though I'm at, I'm getting good food at Snappers. But um, crap, what was I about to say? Um, the other thing that was cool was the headliners, you know. So it, it was physically brutal all week, mm-hmm. but it was worth it because every night it was good good shows, great shows at all all three four places where I was. And I got to work with headliners that were really, really cool. Paul, I, mm-hmm. uh, Paul definitely knows a how to book a show and b you know how to run a restaurant. Yeah. So like when you're talking about like clubs in the state, confuses me so much because I know Nabil. Right. Well, so that I, I specifically said Paul because he doesn't tell everybody his name is Nabil. <laughs> it's one of those weird th- moments where like when I first met him. Somebody introduced me to him as Paul, yeah. and then like he kind of took me aside. He was like, "Is Nabil?" And yeah. I was just like, "Oh, this is two Arabs talking yeah. each other, isn't it?" <laughs> but um, like so, like yeah. No, since we've already put it out there, like Nabil knows how to book a show and he knows how to run a restaurant. Yeah. So the only thing I ever feel like holds Snappers back from like upgrading like a letter grade room wise is just like the physical space. Of what it can accommodate, and the audience that lives in Tarpon Springs yeah. is not big enough to accommodate like a l- larger venue kind of vibe to it. It's very similar to Visani's, just smaller. Right. If you've yeah. ever been to Visani's, like the like the Improv in Tampa gets to be like an S rank room because they can seat three hundred people. Yeah. Like Snappers out in Tarpon Springs can't seat three hundred people. Yeah. But no, it was it was really good. So 
<coughs> I was working. So the headliner at Snappers for this past weekend was Bob DeBono. And he does a very famous Trump impression. He's like he's like the most known person like in the world for doing this specific Trump impression. The most. Yeah, he's yeah. done it on like Comedy Central, on I Jimmy Kimmel, and name. all this other stuff. And well, so here's what was funny: I worked with him uh, Thursday night, and then Saturday night we're all talking, and I'm like, I know your name from somewhere. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, you probably what seen it on flyers or something. I was like, No, it's something important, like from television or something. And we're sitting there talking, and it dawns on me, he called in the Opie and Anthony show and did an impression of Rich Voss and um, the booker for Caroline's. And I just remember, I don't know the booker for Caroline's, so I don't know how accurate that impression was, Right. but his Rich Voss impression is dead on, and it's the funniest thing <laughs> in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... He, so the the ep- the particular episode I was talking about, Rich Voss was in studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so they That's made good. Rich Voss talk to Rich Voss. Voss, Voss, Voss yeah. <laughs> and at the end, they were like Bob DeBono, ladies and gentlemen, blah blah blah. It's like the you know the, this great impressionist or whatever. And I was like, I know you from when you were calling into the. And he was like that's on the internet still <laughs> and i was like yeah it's he was, yeah he was blown away that somebody remembered that shit because i mean i'm sure it was 15 plus years ago something yeah. like that you know and it but it was so cool to like i'm so we're starting to get to the point where people that you know from like these legendary comedy moments you're starting to actually i'm starting to run, run into, into them on the road yeah. you know and work with them you know so it was pretty cool I've always found, especially when you meet like a somewhat bigger name or something like that, I don't want to call it impressive, but they're way more <laughs> amenable to you mentioning like their old shit yeah. than their like new shit like, because it becomes that thing about. of like, oh, you actually give enough of a shit to do your research or you actually, or you actually know my fan. work. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of people out there who would meet Tom Segura today and be like, oh, from Sledgehammer. Yeah. And it just like, that's the newest of them <laughs> so you've liked him for what six months maybe like yeah yeah but no it was so like again moving forward so i mean and again it's like like my wife was very annoyed with me and all that stuff like ever my whole family is like when i when i do stuff like that because they're like we don't like that you're sleeping at truck stops and i was like well i'm probably not gonna get raped like what do you think <laughs> But like, I, I might be the raper. But, <laughs> <laughs> but there is uh, there is a point to be made that like what I've done over the last two weeks is not sustainable. Like mm-hmm. I, I I could not continue to do that. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, so weekly. it's like no way. Yeah, yeah, no. So it's like all right, how do I do this differently? But to be fair, I made a lot of money over the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like all right, how do I? What adjustments can I make? And you know, like like a broken record it's the van the van will make a big difference Mm -hmm. and then the main thing also is all these past couple of weeks i've been i mean i've been featuring and as a feature you can't really bring your own opener with you because you're not the headliner Mm -hmm. so the next step also is to make sure that i'm headlining as often as humanly possible and when i do that i'm bringing my own feature because then I'm bringing a person who could share in the driving. 
because I've reached a point now where in order for me to in order for me to expand my capacity in terms of what I can do, I need to now have somebody with me because it's just physically too much. Yeah. Or alternatively, <laughs> you can just be an unemployed loser. <laughs> 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 with no like just divorce your wife, <laughs> lose your job. <laughs> Comedy full time. Yeah, don't have any kids yet. So right? <laughs> you know what is funny? I did. Th- I have thought about that. Um, just in terms of like, you know, I could buy this van and just walk away from the rest of my life. Because like, because I do make enough money as a com- like, I don't make enough money as a comic to live off of with my current situation. Right. But if I lived in a van by myself. I make way more than enough money right. doing comedy to live by myself. Broken on the inside, not in these pockets. Though. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, it was just, it was very, very cool. I mean, Bob DeBono is super cool. Uh, so, and he does, he does rooms up in New York. Um, so he's got uh, rooms in New York and New Jersey. Um, so I'm working on putting a trip together uh, between, you know, doing that and going up there. Um, so, no, it was it was a really good last two weeks. Um, again, I'm just exhausted. Uh, so I mean, and then oh, what ended up happening also mm. was uh, I think I went to sleep and I ate breakfast at the hotel. <laughs> went back up to my room and turned off like the you know the hotels have those those curtains to where it's pitch black in yes. the room. The mm-hmm. best. I did not leave that room. I was damn near late to the show. I I slept so long in that hotel room all day long. Probably much needed after that whole two weeks. And then then the next morning I did the same thing. I still had the hotel room until, uh, what was it, like 11 11 a.m. on Sunday. Mm Mm-hmm. So after the show, I went back to the hotel and slept again until breakfast time at the hotel. I super greedy like a fat ass took grabbed a bunch of shit and went up to my room <laughs> <laughs> i don't need downstairs anymore yeah. either, dude. <laughs> i forget what his name is there was a comic who it might have been that 50 years of the improv thing but uh there was a comic who was showing like the actual <laughs> road life yeah and one of the one of his tips and tricks was like if you stay at a place that serves continental breakfast grab like a dozen bagels grab he's <laughs> like bagels oh, right? he's, he's like gra- he's like grab all those little peanut butters or whatever and you got yourself like a peanut butter and uh sa- like jelly, jelly sandwich, sandwich that you can days. take with with you and it's like Jesus. that sounds awful but i could save the money so. yeah. <laughs> usually that rack downstairs has about a dozen bagels on it so yeah. Yeah. he just dumps the, the whole, whole thing <laughs> blame him because it's like hey man you said this like you didn't put a limit on this. <laughs> my, my dad told me a story he said that when back when he was in college him and some of his friends they would uh when they wanted to throw a party hmm. they would uh line backpacks with uh like foil and then go to like all you can eat buffets and take the entire tray of chicken wings and dump it into the backpack and then wait for them to bring more and then dump it in. and so then you get like you know, two hundred dollars worth of chicken oh, wings, yeah. and then you go back to the dorms and throw a party. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure if they got caught, that would be problems. <laughs> that would be a problem. <laughs> so, so what's similar to that? 
uh, I was an RA in college, and like every semester they gave you like a hundred bucks or whatever to like throw parties for like the <laughs> dorm or whatever. So I just bought like a bunch of pizzas yeah. and like chicken wings one time. I was like, oh, here's your monthly uh, <laughs> get together. <laughs> it's like, oh, nobody showed up. Such a shame. Yeah, what a shame. That's um, yeah, so I just got to figure out, you know, the next step in terms of, again, just make, I mean, honestly, I keep saying it the, the van so the funny thing is the the reason why i'm busting my ass so much right now mm. is to get everything lined up to get the van and the one thing that would fix why this is so brutal is the fucking van right. i mean sometimes uh, you gotta suffer in order to get yeah, yeah. to the good time because i mean so. one thing i wanted to do even you were talking about like bringing a refrigerator but what i do that works really well is uh i have a like two liter bottles and I fill them with water and put them in the deep freezer yeah. because a large block of ice lasts a mm-hmm. lot longer than individual little pieces of ice. I don't know. I think it has to do with surface area or something, mm-hmm. but it lasts way longer. And right now I have kind of a shitty cooler and it still lasts like a day and a half. So I'm going to get when I get the van, I'm going to find like a spot in the van and I'm going to get whatever Yeti cooler fits like perfectly in that spot. And that'll last. I, that'll give you days of ice. I, I got one of those that's supposed to last like seven days for yeah. fishing. Yeah. And speaking of like tips and tricks, uh, you can do the jug thing. Another thing you can do is you can take uh, sponges, soak those in water, and then deep freeze those. Really? Because yeah, because they freeze solid, so they work like those ice packs you get. Yeah. yeah. But like when they cool off and melt. The water gets reabsorbed Into by the, the sponge, sponge, and you can just refreeze them. Oh, so it's yeah. not like a dangerous bag of water that wants to spill everywhere. Right. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Hmm. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. And then another thing, <coughs> if you want the ice to last a lot longer, you take, well, it only works if you have kind of an empty deep freezer like I do, is you take the whole cooler and put the cooler in the deep freezer mm. so that the, the surface area of the cooler is already cold. cold. And then you put the ice in it. Then you take it out. It lasts way longer if you do it that way. This yeah. sounds like a group of homeless people. I <laughs> 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 survived the. What you want to do is you want to dig a hole. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, I'm telling you, like when you're when you're on the road like that, it makes a difference. Yeah. Man, those little things make yeah. a difference. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, I'm thinking about all right, how do I make this? How do I make this sustainable? And it's it's the van number one, so that I can lay horizontal <laughs> and actually have a like a, a queen size thing in the back of, of it to lay down I've in. I've got a little bit of experience modifying vents. Yeah. Okay. A little heads up. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Make a little compartment <laughs> for a <laughs> mini fridge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking drop down shelf, whatever yeah, you want. Really? I like how right. both yeah, of yeah. those are format. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The drop down shelf is my bunk bed. It's just like, oh, <laughs> we can fold them up into it. <laughs> and then, well, then the other thing I want to do, honestly, when I get the van, because my my the only reason why I'm not I'm not fond of the idea of leaving my car running like all night mm-hmm. is I have a Chevy Sonic, which are famous for cooling problems. Ooh, yeah, where yeah. like the engine will overheat, so I don't want to do that. But if I had a van to where, <coughs> um, what I did with my car when it was having overheating issues is I bought a aftermarket. This is I'm getting real granular into stuff nobody gives a shit about. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I bought a like a like an actual like racing radiator like from like a performance company. Mm-hmm. So it's fully aluminum and it's larger. It has a larger capacity, so it holds a lot more water than the factory one, and then has more passes in it. So it it cools a lot better. 
and it's helped a lot with that car. So when I get the van, first thing I'm going to do is buy a big ass aftermarket radiator for it because what I would like to be able to do is, man, if I could pull up somewhere, have, a, like I said, a Yeti cooler with ice that'll last me a couple of days and, you know, go to Publix, get like sandwiches and have them, you know, cut the sandwiches into sections. So I have that plus chips or whatever. The van will have a television in it. It'll have a bed in it. And if I can run the air conditioner, I mean, that that turns this from completely unsustainable and I can't keep up with it to not really a big deal. Have you looked into like one of those plug and play hot pots, by the way, if you're just talking about. Um, Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's like 20 bucks. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I I considered buying it because like I go up to Atlanta, you know, every now and again to both see family or to do shows and stuff like that. And there's a lot of moments where it's like you will pull up to one of those rest stops that goes like don't sleep here and you're like that's a great suggestion (laughs) (laughs) guess what right but it's like you can like some of them you can uh, you either have the wired cord where you can just be like all right i'm just plugging in next to this building and fucking cooking something real quick or you can get one of those converters where you can plug it in your car yeah you know and especially for somebody like me with the prius i have no shame cooking out the back of my truck (laughs) (laughs) um (coughs) yeah so i mean there's a That'll be the next step, because I mean, in order for me to continue to 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 push harder, I need to now take care of myself physically. Yeah. Um, when I go out there, you know, it it's so. it's a very delicate balance because, like, especially in comedy, you have to take care of yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally. And industry wise, pay has not really changed since like the late 80s early 90s in a lot of cases Mm. so you do find yourself it's like oh hey you want to come out to washington state we don't have a hotel room but we'll feed you in burgers or whatever the fuck and you have to mix and match kind of like you're doing right now with going like how tired am i going to be when i get there and is that going to fuck up the show versus all right, if I sleep in my car, <coughs> I'll gain an extra 50 bucks off this show. So mm, is it worth Like an it? extra 150 bucks. Like hotels. Are, I mean. Depends on where you stay. Yeah, it yeah. depends on where you stay. Because that was the thing. I ended up sleeping in the suite at the freaking La Quinta. It was like $170 a night. Um, but I did find. I mean, I'm sure there's some sort of. You can find a yeah. motel. A prostitute motel <laughs> for like 50 bucks a night. 20 bucks a night. Yeah. Baby. Where? Yeah, yeah enjoy like those. box on the ground. Enjoy the bed bugs that come Yeah, no. Nah, I already had itching like problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, so my goal now is. The, I mean, the main reason I bought that little Chevy Sonic is because it gets 40 miles to the gallon on the highway. Mm. So, my, my goal is to have. If I have. And I. I might get one of the things I considered getting was a Tesla Model 3 because what I want to use the car for is any show that's close by to where I could just pop in and then drive back home. Mm-hmm. I'll use my car because my car is super fuel efficient. Right. Anything that's far away to where I'll have to spend the night. I use the van because the van will save me on hotels. You know, so I, I have all of the tools at my disposal mm-hmm. for this to be as efficient as humanly possible mm-hmm. to reduce cost. Cause I mean, I notice a lot of comics now and I get it. It's hard. That's why I'm fighting so hard to figure this out. A lot of comics have kind of, uh, 
I don't want to say given up, but surrendered to the idea that we're not going to actually make money doing comedy. It's mm-hmm. it's just a passion that we love, and we'll go out and we'll do it, and you know, it's always, oh well. It, yeah, know? it's always so insane because you meet that dude, and it's just like then this is just a hobby for you at that yeah. point. Like yeah. if you're if you're not making enough money to survive, like why are yeah. you even doing this? Yeah. <laughs> now, granted early on you have to submit to the fact that that's going to be yeah, yeah, your yeah, way yeah. of life for a little while. Yeah. But you need to for be going while. into yeah. it with the intention for of a long while. Not <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, there's a difference though, a little between... while I mean like 5 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 7 8 years. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. There's a difference though between okay, I understand I'm going to be breaking even or like coming out with a little profit versus I'm just aiming to break even this year. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it it'll cuz I mean like so for example, this weekend um uh, for for snappers alone i got paid like 300 bucks right okay. which if i didn't have to stay in that 170 dollar a night hotel would have been pretty good because by the time i do the round trip of driving i think i burned what did i burn i think i burned about 80 dollars worth of gas mm-hmm that's uh, a tank of my in my truck. Yeah, well, in, yeah, in my little car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my yeah, my little car, forty bucks fills it all the way up. Damn. So and then there and back is about 20. a f- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so so like there and back, I think was about a full tank of gas because it's like one hundred and seventy miles. My car does four hundred on a tank. Yeah. So eighty bucks round. So again, if I didn't have to stay in that um, hotel. 80 bucks plus nah, probably another 40 bucks on food. Mm. Don't you know forget I mean? mileage, though. That's a killer that a lot of comics forget. What? Mileage. What do you mean? So yeah, it, but the walkaway cash is still like, what'd you say, one 180 or something? Yeah. yeah. When, you, when So the calculation, or like government-wise, is pretty much like 50 cents a mile mm-hmm. is usually what you put towards to like repair and you know maintenance of the vehicle so that's how much you would claim on taxes Mm -hmm. so if you know or if your car's through like an llc or whatever like that you would basically file that under your taxes going like hey i'm taking an extra 300 bucks this year off for maintenance yeah but you still need to include that in the calculation because if you're driving from here to palm harbor you are going to you have to repair your brakes, have to fix your radiator, you get new tires and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. But um but I mean still so the the take home pay is would have been like 180 prob. I mean I li- literally the hotel room was every pe- like almost every penny of the money that Just I would have made. Yeah. So I ended up breaking even. But again, if I had had the van, I would have spent more money on gas for sure. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't have had to stay in the hotel and there would have been so I, mean, it, I still would have made money. Now, the next step is if I can get to it to where I'm going to those same clubs, but as a headliner, mm-hmm. now you're making, instead of the 300, I don't know exactly what the number is. I'm going to guess it's somewhere in the range of 600, yeah, maybe a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and the cost is the same. That's the thing. It's the cost to get there, the cost to spend the night, the cost to eat remains the same. But if you can be making $600... And I keep my cost down at the hundred and twenty dollar mark. Mm-hmm. But by the time I put gas in a van, it would be more than that. So say I keep, say I make six hundred, and the I keep the cost down to one fifty. 
now making $450 in a weekend, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? And then <coughs> what was also cool was, again, that doesn't include me going to Palm Springs. So in Palm Springs, I probably made another 100 bucks doing that, yeah. you know? So now that's 550 in a weekend. The other cool thing was Cloud Parlor, which is a room that I book. I'm still making money off of that, even though Rafiq's hosting it, even though I wasn't even physically there. So I got money coming in from that. Hell yeah. Then the Laugh Attic is, was going on the same night. You know, right now we're not putting money in our pocket out of the Laugh Attic, but eventually down the road, once we do start, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where I figured out how you can actually make this sustainable is running rooms and getting those rooms to a point where you can just pay a local host to run the room yeah. and you still make profit off the room, have a place like the Laugh Attic, continue to make profit off of that while I'm no longer there. Twisted Birch is going on, still making money out of Twisted Birch, even though I'm never there. Mm-hmm. And now I'm on the road making my travels as efficient monetarily as humanly possible while getting to the headliner point to where my pay is higher. Then you get into a point where it's like, okay, now I'm making a thousand dollars a week doing stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. and it, now it becomes sustainable. It's a small piece of just general life advice, <coughs> but diversifying your revenue streams is really how you accrue a lot of money over time. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it it seems small, but if you're getting a hundred dollars from five separate places, you're still making half a grand in a week per se. You know, before the pandemic, I was actually on track to retire, retire to have enough money to just be like, fuck you. Right. Right. And then the pandemic happened and I got fucked. (laughs) (laughs) I got so fucked, (laughs) (laughs) but it was one of those things where like the plan before the pandemic was like, cool, I've made enough money on my investments and, you know, from various decisions that I can just do comedy full time without having to worry about like, oh, am I going to be able to break even this month? Because the majority of my revenue would still be coming from a third party source. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know comics that will that will like get a job with Uber. So, for example, let's say, like, I'm working in Palm Harbor this past weekend. You would drive your car to Palm Harbor, (coughs) do the show, sleep in your car, get up the next morning, and then Uber all day because you have nothing to do between when you wake up in the morning and the show's at 7 p.m. So they'd run Uber all over town and make money during the day. I had a bad experience with Uber, so I don't want to do. I, w- I refuse to do that. Yeah, I did the food but for a little while. I didn't like it either. Yeah, it's it was miserable. Yeah, I had. Well, well you should appreciate this. You barely make any money. Barely make any money. What I, the issue so I had? Driving a fucking truck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you were delivering food in a pickup truck. I tried, yeah. Yeah. I tried for like yeah. A that d- weeks. Doesn't, doesn't sound wise. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, I did a. Uh, I I picked up. Uh, I I downloaded the Uber app right, and I was like, all right, let me try it. And I set it up. I get a ping. I drive to the mall right here, the Melbourne Square Mall. Yeah. Right there's this <laughs> Puerto Rican girl and her mom cursing each other out in the parking lot. The mom jumps in the back of my car, and she's like, you know, she's telling me whatever. And her daughter's like, "Don't you drive away? Don't you fucking drive away?" And the mom's in my ear, like, "Go, go, go, go!" <laughs> so I take <laughs> off, right? 
her take the wrong person <laughs> no no, no it was oh, the right okay, person right, cool, cool. her daughter then jumps in her car and starts following us because oh i guess God. the mom and daughter are having some like horrible argument so now i'm driving and the mom's explaining to me this fight that she's having with her daughter and <laughs> of course i looked down at the address and it's like such and such university boulevard and i'm like oh, oh. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yo all right if you if you don't know university is like the hood right here in Get our area <laughs> so i'm driving <laughs> and her daughter is one vehicle behind us oh right honking and leaning out the window and cursing her mom out her mom then rolls down the window in the back of my car and is hanging out of the nah, window nah, looking at her daughter in the in the car behind us cursing her out as i'm driving to like the worst neighborhood in melbourne <laughs> <right? Hey. laughs> Mistake wonder, number one was leaving your car doors unlocked before you yeah, rolled yeah. your window yeah. down. <laughs> dude, I got, dude, I dropped that lady off, and I literally pulled my phone out. It deleted. I, I never got paid for that ride. I just oh deleted the app out of my phone, and I was like, "This will never happen again." You, you paid for the experience. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know if Uber has like a pickup truck. get over no 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 <laughs> oh no there like, is, is there, there is a, a there's pickup i don't think i don't think like, uber has it but there's another company where like, app, like if Lyft? some yo because you know people move and they, they yeah no no i've got no, friends but like, that hit me up about my truck all the time if i could get paid no there's a that, company there's a company like that where like if somebody's buying a big screen tv at best buy right. and you just swing by they put the tv in the back you swing to their house and they take the tv out yeah there's a there's an app for that i don't it's remember what it's called i know for bigger cities task rabbit is is one of them yeah yeah, yeah. Is Test drive, it's a lot of different things, though, right? Yeah. yeah. It, you know, a lot of it's like, I don't want to put my Ikea furniture together getting Matt in here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, I've done I've done handyman apps like that. I forget what it was. Tackle was the other one. Have you seen that one? T-A-K-L. No. And it's like, it's a job that I myself <coughs> as a business owner would charge $150 for. And I'm walking away with 30. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck this, dude. <laughs> no fucking do you do, way. Um, do you do uh, the um, hanging TVs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because that seems like a really good business. Uh, I mean, it's not the only thing I do, but yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, um, it depends on the size of the TV. Um, the complexity of the, the job, because some people want it on an exterior wall and you've got like drywall and then these just little strips of wood and then concrete right behind that. Yeah. So you got to go through the concrete, hope that the concrete's solid and not hollow because yeah. then you need different anchors. Like it's a whole thing. So those jobs are like 150 versus 50 bucks to hang a TV and some stuff. Oh, you only charge 50 bucks Dude, to hang a TV? Well, I can, I can get through a bunch of them in a day if, if I yeah. line them all up. But um, I follow this guy on, uh, on Instagram. Yeah. That does like the, like the eighty-five inch TVs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I yep. guess there's a different. They hang those oh, differently. Yeah. yeah, and he. <laughs> that would be a lot more than fifty dollars. Yeah. So I'm talking like a forty-five inch TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slap it up on the wall. It's so cool. He comes in and he like he cuts out the uh, like a square portion of the wall and shoves it in. Yes, you and recess then puts it. A, yeah, I've recess the whole thing. And yeah. If like, if we're talking about tips for comics <laughs> it repeats <laughs> like hey this comedy podcast <laughs> by the way check out my handyman page on instagram matt's services uh you'll actually see that exact uh, job we were just talking about yeah i i saw so, uh, on two things real quick i love you but like this is not a two-hour commercial for matt <laughs> <laughs> Might get some calls off of this episode. I hope you do. <laughs> anyway, motherfucker, comic back to comedy. Comics are very broke. You're not getting any calls. <laughs> uh, but my friend Darnell actually 
does afford like his vacations and stuff like that like because he's got like a comedy youtube and mm-hmm. fucking instagram and shit like that yeah. he does afford like a lot of his social media is him traveling jesus yeah. <laughs> all right oh sorry uh, scary i'm a little man loud noises <laughs> <laughs> but like uh so like he'll do his comedy stuff and then like he ubers because he lives in fucking chicago yeah and he'll make like six hundred dollars or whatever and then he'll fly out to iceland and just do a lot of do a lot of those videos of like what the fuck is this what the fuck is that you know like as an american you know what i thought uh, about that i should not say on this podcast i'm an uh, idiot for saying on this podcast but you're gonna do it anyways <laughs> right now <laughs> you know how there's those like in- very popular instagram accounts where it's like um they just walk into a restaurant and they just tell you about the well, like kind of what Kevin's doing, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Um. They just walk into a restaurant and they kind of tell you about the restaurant and they show you yeah. around or whatever kind of. I've thing. been getting a bunch of those from Orlando. Like, <laughs> nobody's doing that. Like, what if you're a comic and you just did that for the comedy clubs and your Instagram page was just comedy clubs all over the country and, and you just do like headliners that go to those shows would look at your page to see what kind of club they were dealing with beforehand. Well, not just headline, just anyone like the the yeah. the. The public would, because you can go to this Instagram page and you can hear about every comedy club in the country. Yeah. If, you know, for people that like comedy who travel or whatever, somebody's going to do this. Anyway, I'm follow, be an <laughs> yeah. anyway, I'm follow my new. Motherfucker, you better wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I need to uh, do that. But, but there's another site out there that I've seen helps a lot of people. Uh, there's. A couple of them. One of them is called Digital Nomad, and the other one is called Rat Race Rebellion. If you are looking for a work-from-home position, which will give a lot of comics the flexibility to kind of go to a location, work for the day, then go to the show at night, a lot of those jobs will be posted online in these, like, aggregated forums that you can just look up online. So if you need, like, um, not Tignataro, but uh, Maria Bamford was on uh, a Planet Money segment not that long ago where she was talking about, like, (coughs) she got to where she is in comedy because she was working for temp agencies. Mm. So she would go during the day, be, like, someone's fucking secretary for seven hours, and then go perform at night, and then the next morning she'd wake up and then go back to another temp agency and just be like, what do you got? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And this is the modern-day equivalent. Yeah. That's my point. (laughs) (coughs) <coughs> all right i'm gonna try and be healthy by the next podcast <laughs> <laughs> no it was it was a lot worse it was a lot worse i was yeah. dying yeah so anybody have anything coming up well i actually wanted to talk a little bit okay a little bit about yeah. uh the open mic yesterday okay which um yesterday beachside retro, oh, beachside retro? Yeah, okay. sunday night mic um you know how like we were harping on um fights well <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, none of that happened this time around. But we were harping on like newer comics kind of showing up and then being casuals and then expecting to get on showcases like out of yeah. nowhere. And I was like, "Show up at Mike's. Show like show me that you're showing up, and then I'll like know that you're working to get on these showcases, and I can kind of I know the guys in the scene to to get you on these showcases." And um, we've got one guy right now that kind of you know how when you see a new comic gain sentience on stage do you know what i mean like yeah they've been doing it for a few months and they've b- just kind of been throwing stuff at the wall and then you see them see something hit yeah and something clicks in them and they start to figure out the formula yeah um aaron paul 
I don't know if you recognize the name. He's also he some of his that social handles familiar. are K Baby, Cave Baby. Uh, Aaron Paul was the guy in Breaking Bad that looks a little bit like me. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> when I shaved my head, everybody was like, "You're fucking <laughs> dude, Jesse Pinkman." That's what it was. But um, but Aaron Paul has been showing up every single Sunday night. He's been showing up Mugsies. He's been showing up a lot of the open mics. You can tell he's been grinding, and it showed on stage last night at the at the Beachside Retro open mic. We had like an actual audience, and um, you I feel like a it. dick because I'm pretty sure I know Aaron. Um, he's he's I'm just fairly with, new. I'm just bad with putting faces to Isn't names. Isn't he though. that guy who's been around with Duncan recently? No, or is that that's uh, Ashley? Oh, okay. I know. I knew it. Sorry, with an A. Yeah, not sorry, him. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> no, Aaron. Aaron Paul's a, a younger dude. He's been he's been grinding. He's like uh, stockier, taller. You may recognize him if you saw him, but he's only been doing it with us for like three or four months. Okay. Okay. Um. But yeah, so I got to see it click. I got to see him activate, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, on stage, and uh, he just started killing. And we're we're all standing in the back, like, dude, this guy, like, we you start to see it. Everybody's kind of talking about it. We talked to him afterwards. We're like, dude, stick with it, because we need we need people like you that dedicate themselves to it. And then we watch that shit click, and we're like, five years, this dude's gonna be all over. Yeah. The place. So this is something that applies mostly to you, just because you recently had your one year anniversary. <coughs> yeah, but. What you're talking about is the feeling that happens when you see the new class come in. Yeah. Where you start looking at, like, there's, because, like, in comedy all the time, there's, like, a dozen new people who will show up in a year. Yeah. And you look around and you're like, he's not going to do anything. She's not going to do anything. And then you have that moment where, like, there's that one guy showing up consistently and you're like, oh, he's got it. Like, he's not going to wash out right away. Right. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even necessarily that we noticed it right away. We just saw him being consistent. And he wasn't necessary. He, like I said, he was throwing stuff at the wall. Nothing was really hitting. And then just something clicked. I noticed the past couple of weeks that he's really been grinding. And then ten, last night it just, like, fucking hit. Um, and then recently I've been getting contacted by uh, a new – he's not a comic yet, but he wants to be a comic. <coughs> Uh, from over in Tampa, and he's, oh, yeah. he listens to the show. Oh, I don't awesome. Know, I don't know if Shout he's contacted you, you guys. Isn't? His name's Sailor Smith. Oh, yes. Has he contacted you yes, guys? Yes, 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 yes. He, he's 15. He's trying yep. to, like, start as a comic. I, um... And he called clubs and stuff. And he wants to come stuff. out to Brevard? No, no, well, no. No, but he okay. listens, <laughs> and he's, he's been trying to get on it. I met him. I did, um the what is it the sunrise theater mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a comedy zone room out in vero beach yeah and he came up to me after the show and was like hey man i want to start doing comedy and all this stuff and i talked to him he's yeah. very cool and um yeah very so enthusiastic I, yeah, yeah so i told him about the podcast i've been messaging back with the fourth of them on instagram cool so i'm trying to get him um actually rafiq i told him about you because i was like rafiq will probably know um, the open mics and stuff in Tampa. In Tampa that w- if you're if you're just new getting started. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know. Uh, like, I I appreciate it, but like, yeah. I don't know why you're hitting me up out of the three guys. <laughs> <on this morning. laughs> like, of all the people. <laughs> but I did I did send him a profile link to a couple of younger comics who started out, uh, like Captain Wright. Yeah, young guy started out young. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you met Ethan Dio out of Winter Winter Haven? Dio Dio. I don't think so. Young kid, absolute killer. Yeah. He's all over the place already, um, and I'm pretty sure he's like 17 or something like That's that. That's awesome. And then shortly after talking to Sailor, 
Um, Tom Segura had Matt Reif on the podcast, yeah. and Matt Reif was talking about starting at 15. So he did the same exact thing. He was calling clubs. Can I get on? Like, give me a shot. I want to do this. I want to do that. Do I have to bring my parents? I think he did, like, a bringer show or something. Which is yeah. why I'm super, like, I'm pretty proud of this podcast and what it's doing because even someone like him when he wants to start, mm-hmm. right, He there's no way for him to know. But, again, just cold calling comedy clubs is not going to work. Right. But there's how do you know that? when you're in his position you're a kid and you want to start and mm-hmm. you don't know where to even begin and i remember what happened for me and for me i was like 26 when i tried to get into comedy yeah <coughs> and you show up to open mics and there's this whole like world of people who have all this experience and know what they're doing and look at you like you're a fucking loser who yeah, doesn't right. know like your ass from a hole in the ground, and they got you're their trying nose to so high up in the air. They yeah, don't you're trying you. to figure out. Yeah, so what I love about this podcast is that he's able to listen to it, and no, we we can get you tapped in. Yeah, to the comedy scene. Hey, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. This is you know who you and I, I need to finish. I um, I started recreating that document, which was like the so you want to be a comedian um, mm-hmm. word document that I had years ago. I don't know if you were here when we talked about yeah. it. Yeah, so I'm about. I'm about a third of the way recreating it. I'll probably I'll work on it. I'll get it done this week um, so that I can then have it to share because it's 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 just a useful tool when you when you when you've never started or if you've been doing it for six months and you don't you want to know the next step and how to get to the next level and how it works. Mm -hmm. And it really it essentially lays out your first time on stage to when you're a feature act. Because once you're a feature act, you can figure out the rest on your own. Right. But and there's so many different <coughs> ways to go as well. <coughs> exactly. So, I mean. Oh, to your point, and we've talked about this before. Like, when you're first starting, you don't know, don't wear shorts on stage yeah. until a bunch of people roast you yeah. for right. wearing <laughs> shorts on stage. Move the mic stand. Yep. Eye contact all with the audience. All that little stuff. Yeah. yeah, I created that document because what I wanted was I wanted I wanted Melbourne comics or comics that come out of the Brevard scene mm-hmm. to n- do none of those like sort of goofy Cliches. mistakes. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I want when, you know, everybody's going to be their own level of good. Everybody's going to grow at their own pace. But what I do want is for our scene, like people, and, and, it, it, and it happens now. At pretty much everyone I talk to, when I book comics from out of town, when I go out of town, they're like, Brevard is special what's happening there. Yeah. And I want every comic in this scene from the guy that's been doing it for two weeks to just be competent. Like, and, and, and not competent because I expect you to figure it out on your own. I want our scene to, to provide resources so that when you come in, instead of just laughing at you while you make a fool out of yourself and figure it out the hard way, right. we in earnest give you information. You know, so that you can feel a little bit more confident as you grow and grow faster. Because I think our scene is small, and the way that we help it grow is when we get new people, we give them as as strong a, a, a opportunity as possible. Right. You know, give them a clear path. You know, give them you know clear objectives to hit, and then make sure that opportunities are there for them. And I think as we have these more rooms, yeah. as we start this club, as you know, well, and as we've seen, we can only. <laughs> show them that we I can only show you the door right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like, to, like yeah. there's a lot of people that, that I've I've put effort into um, 
trying to help get somewhere and they're just kind of like I'll be around when I'm around and yeah like, that's a that whitest fucking well. Morpheus reference yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can only show you the door yeah <laughs> Matt out here playing it popped, in my, head. It popped in my head before I knew the reference. <laughs> it just was there. It existed. But I figured that was a good thing to close on. We yeah. have a we have a, an adamant uh, future comic and a fan of the podcast, man. Yeah, so man. Yeah. Shout, out, Shout Sailor. out to Sailor. Yeah. Yeah, and for what it's worth, Sailor, if you are listening to this episode, hit me up. I'll, I'll tell you some of the guys. Yeah. Nice. Um, also. <laughs> I had these uh I need to get a different QR code put on these because this one you have to like hold it close to the phone which I I got it cuz it's like a sexy QR code uh-huh. cuz it has the logo inside it yeah. but a it regular old fashioned one fucks it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A regular old fashioned QR code is more efficient it's easier my phone um, goes out of focus so quickly depending on how like yeah, even yeah. this like, close see, see if it works out of focus. see if it works all right cool let's try that real quick there there but yeah, while he's doing that, I'll talk. Um, <laughs> so I have there's these, no dead air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had uh, business cards made for the podcast, and it's literally just the logo of the podcast, and it says, "So you want to be a comedian?" and a QR code that goes to the podcast. So I intend to give this to all the guys that are on the podcast and pass them out at different shows and stuff to anybody who wants to be a, a comic because I really do want this podcast to be a resource for everyone. Yeah. So actually, by the way, if you're listening to this. And uh, you are like a comic. You're doing open mics. You're around in the comedy community. Do us a favor and share this podcast with people. Um, we would really appreciate it if you share it on Facebook or in your comedy group or wherever. If it has at all brought any value to you. Yeah. And it's not Matt Glidden's like, it's not, see? <laughs> it's not working at all. So You're not anywhere near close enough to it. Right. So watch this. When, well, I guess you can't really see, but I'll yeah. show you how close I get before yeah. it starts losing focus. No, I, it right there. I know. It doesn't matter. It loses focus. Bring it closer. Like, hold the card in your hand and bring oh, it closer. Right. At least that's the way it works on my phone. I don't know. But bring it closer, closer, closer. See, it's blurry. Ah, yes. Yeah. Technology. Three yeah. steps forward, two steps back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll get these yeah. remade with yeah. a simple. You card. know what the best thing about this is? Yeah. It's a great conversation starter. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, well, yeah. <laughs> like QR code won't open. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, no, it'll it'll work again. It's 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 weird. This is also just one more stance or one more uh, tick or whatever you want to call it for Android because my Android would not have had a problem zooming in that close to the fucking. I, I got mine to work. So hey, it's only that's on an Android, phones. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, it works on Rafiq's phone. Fuck right. you, iPhone. Let me check my phone and make sure Matt just isn't doesn't retarded have, have an Obama <laughs> phone. Oh, pulled it up on my phone. Yeah, I will say this for guerrilla marketing of, for a podcast. One of the best I've ever seen was Patrick Melton's uh, Nobody Likes Onions. Yeah. Because it was just a sticker. Yeah. And like just a sticker with like the little uh, URL on the yeah. bottom. So like you would go and you'd be like in the bathroom and you'd look up and you'd just have this face looking back at you. <laughs> with, and you'd be like, what the fuck is nobody likes onions? You got it to work. <laughs> right, so, hold, on, so, hold on. So I had to go farther away so that it would focus. And then I had to zoom my phone in <laughs> to, to get, get it closer to, to it. I couldn't just hold That's it. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, I stand behind fuck up. <laughs> I'm getting another end. I'm still saying it's a great conversation starter. <laughs> I can't get this thing to fucking work. Oh, man, you really should. The episodes are great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Does anybody have anything coming up? They want to. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Uh, tomorrow I'll be on Moon Room at Ogali Art District. Uh, Wednesday, the 25th of October, I will be um, doing Mark Andrews Boardroom. 
Okay. Pretty excited. First one I get to be on. Um, I was thinking about making that trip out to the gimmick, but I got no takers, and that's a long drive for, uh, for a solo trip for a uh, mic. Wait, is this an open mic? Or? It's, a, it's a mic, um, and there's a second mic 15 d- minutes down the road that's an hour later, and then an hour after that, there's a showcase at the gimmick, um, and whoever gets the best set on the open gets mic at 8 gets on the 10 o'clock. Yeah. Oh. And the gimmick's out in? Uh, Ybor City, Tampa. Yeah. Tampa. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Sailor. There you go. Yeah. Uh, if you want to start somewhere. Yeah. So, all right. And then nothing else until November 4th. We have our next Rogue Wave Comedy Showcase. We got mm-hmm. Eugene Singleton headlining. Uh, awesome. I've got Josh Miller, Noah Fleming, and Brian Milligan featuring that show. It's going to be another great one. Yeah, awesome. Rafiki, you got anything? Uh, I got nothing until <coughs> like late November. Okay. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, get the mics. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, motherfucker. I still got it right. I am so close to having finished like that new batch of clean stuff for the fucking like Scientology show. Yeah. But every time I write a bit, my brain instantly kicks over to like. Anyway, so I was fucking this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like I, It's like I want to write dirty so bad because that's just me. Um. So October twenty seventh, I will be at the Shriners Club. Um, that one's here in Melbourne. Uh, Saturday, October 28th, I am headlining the corner for Bonkers Comedy Club in downtown Orlando. Um, I am bringing, um, I'm actually really excited about that one. Um, Abzar. I don't know if you've ever yes, seen Abzar. Abzar Siddiqui. <coughs> yeah, he's awesome. So he's featuring for me. So that's going to be a great show. Okay. I saw um, the, the Beach Have Retro Showcase. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. He's very good. And uh, um, Brian Milligan. I'm bringing him out to do a guest spot. Mm. Who? So that'll be <laughs> funny. <laughs> feel like I've heard yeah. his name before, but he's probably just some small time. He shows up for a few podcasts yeah, and then yeah. vanishes again. Which, time. for the record, I'm pretty proud of my 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 plan is coming to is working here. Fruition. Yeah. Um, yeah, just because you know we're doing the podcast and we're. I've brought everyone that's on the podcast out to do shows, you yeah, know, man. so it's like, it's it. starting really to become, it. yeah, well, I appreciate you guys doing the podcast with me and coming out to shows and not making me look like a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This no, would be a real awkward podcast <laughs> if we did. If every time I brought one of you guys out, you just bong dress. <laughs> okay. Back on the next one, like, so how was the weekend? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then actually... Uh, Chris just fucking seething. The first, yeah, <laughs> that first weekend in November, I don't have anything, so I'll, uh, hopefully I'll book something between now and then. If not, I'll be at the uh, show at the Attic. The following weekend, I don't have any. Oh, actually, I shit. I do. Jesus Christ, I'm so irresponsible. Um, <laughs> so November 11th is Veterans Day. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Somebody asked me to put together a Veterans Day show. What? And it's on my calendar, and I just now reminded myself. And you have no. <laughs> I have no. Buddy on the lineup. Nope. I mean, if you need so. features, so. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> I mean, it's like two weeks from yeah. now. I've got some things marked on the November 11th. Oh, <laughs> Veterans Day. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, so um, I will be making some, sending out some Facebook messages tonight. How about the funny style crew? <laughs> yeah. hits that I show. would, <laughs> no. but I'm going to try. I'm going to see 
how I much I can was, pull together for this. I yeah. thought he was going to be like, I would, but you look like the guys they fought. But <laughs> 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 no, so this is a, um, so the only thing, this is a, uh, how do I say this? Uh, it's a American Legion location. Okay. Oh, dude. Um, is that the, it's, I think that's the, is that the one Shannon booked or? No, this is a difference. So this is a black okay. one. This is a, an actual like black American Legion. Um, so I, I try to curate kind of a specific. Vibe. So actually the last time I booked one of these, Cam Patterson was on it. Nice. So we had a lot of fun doing that one. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to pull a lineup together and see if I can pull. I'll, I'll do that in the next like 48 hours so that I can get them headshot. Oh, thank God we do this little segment. <laughs> <laughs> Totally yeah, forgot yeah. about that show. And then uh, after that, I have the Grand Manor here in Melbourne. And then after that, super excited, actually. This is far away. I don't know why I'm talking about it now, but it'll be fun. November 24th and 25th, me and Rafiq are going down to South Florida. Um, we're going to be doing um, it's three shows in two days. So the first show is at one location down in South Florida. And then Saturday, there's an early show and a late show, and they have a comedy condo, so I'm going to be hanging out with Rafiq that whole weekend. Nice, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Is, it, is it all right if I shout out some of the local open mics? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, the next And he's one, saying local to Brevard County, Florida. Yes. Yeah, yeah I should have yeah, yeah. specified <laughs> that. Really, even just in the Melbourne area yeah. for the most part. But Brevard, <coughs> any uh, Brevard comics that want to you know, get those get. reps in. We've got uh, our actually our. Or if anyone one. wants to come to Brevard, that's another thing. Yeah, um, we would like to invite the entire comedy community come to Brevard. We are. We have really good shows. And if you don't and get on SNL, come to these shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, so <laughs> yeah, if you are an out of towner and you come out to one of these mics, most of the time we'll give you extra time on stage, more than five minutes. And uh, we'll make sure to get you on according to, you know, your travel schedule and everything. We try to be accommodating for the out-of-towners for sure. Um, The next mic coming up is actually tomorrow um, at Crickets. It's one of those mics that's the last Tuesday of every month. That's the one Selena runs, Crickets in Mm -hmm. Melbourne. Um, Wednesday is our late-night mic at Chumley's in downtown Melbourne. Chumley's Depot, 10 o'clock is that one. That is a chaos Mike. if you want to test your metal in front of a bunch of people who don't give a fuck that you're there and you want to try to make them laugh that is the melbourne mic to hit bro. so an open mic it, yeah no this is a real yeah, mic no, this is a particularly it, uh, i've done it before too motherfucker right. and then uh thursday we have our kind of closed mic where if you're an established comic and you want to come out um where you you kind of feel like you've Pushed past that tier of all right, I do have a solid five minutes. What Come are you talking about? Mugsies. Oh Thursday Jesus night. Christ! He uses the term <laughs> established comic right. no, no, no. very I fucking know. loosely. I'm Jesus, one year open mic. Jesus so that's Christ! My it's like <laughs> fucking established, meaning you have five minutes that doesn't suck. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's established. Not established oh, at all. Established like, in the open mic scene, bro. I'm. I, I don't want to. No. I hardly gonna, consider myself an established comic, and I'm right, traveling sorry. around headlining I shows. The word established, everyone. I want to formally you've, apologize. You think, to you think if Jerry Seinfeld was sitting in that chair and you went an established comic is somebody who has five minutes? <laughs> what do you think, Jerry? Guess would what? smack the shit Jerry's out of you. Jerry's not here. He's not even fucking listening. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> Anyways, if if you've got a tight five and you're in town or out of town, Muggsies is our spot where we try to get an audience for you 
to uh, to really test your Type Five out. Um, and then no open mics during the week until Sunday, and that's our Beachside Retro open mic. Um, it's we've kind of turned it into a bit of a workshop where. Um, the comics will sit in the back and, and help you write tags if you've got any premises you want to throw out there. It's a very good mic for brand new comics where yeah. everyone is there on purpose. We're all there for comedy and to get better. So if you want to try out open mic comedy for the first time, the Sunday night beachside retro and satellite beach, eight o'clock. Next time we do to. this on a podcast, I want you to do it like in the middle of the podcast. Cause I look at the analytics I was just and once that, we start talking about here, where we're going to be, <laughs> they fucking drop <laughs> off a cliff. Nobody Listen gives a shit. Anybody got any shit? Yeah. Yeah. Is, is laugh attic working towards an open mic still or? Yeah, we're working on that. Um, geez, we should, I'll get with Brian about that. Cause we should be able to do that now at this point. I mean, yeah, we're also in talks to, um, maybe get, a. Uh, mic or showcase going at the social distance i don't know if you guys have heard of it oh yeah. um but then really? it's uh in the works to be oh that'll be awesome revived soon mm. and the guys yeah, who have they ever done comedy there before i'm not sure yeah you ooh at me making an snl you're doing this fuck you the Mexican restaurant also below the Laugh Attic where their their lease is going to be up soon and yeah. they're moving. Yeah. They said that they've got they're buying the the area yeah, right yeah, next yeah, to social yeah. distance yeah. and they want to get something going there as well. The strip yeah. club or on the other side? On the, on the other side. side of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so we'll see that may that. also be a spot where we have a mic where we could potentially have a mic and two night. mics in one night. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. two mics in one night. Yeah, yeah. something yeah. like that. So. Yeah, I mean if they're well if they're going to be next door, but that'll be a weird thing. We'll have to figure that out because. That might become an oversaturation issue because yes. then that plaza will literally have three open mics in the same plaza. Right. Yeah. And so you know we I mean? would have to separate it. Yeah. The, I days. mean, yeah. in the same week. Yeah. Yeah. Same week, different days. All right. Well, thank you guys. Oh, la- one very, very last thing. If I will say this. Yeah. If, if for, <laughs> <laughs> for the for the one point five listeners that are still <laughs> listening at this point of the show, um, definitely for real, an open invitation to comics to come to Brevard County. Um, Come check out our shows. We have really good shows and showcases. We have great enthusiastic audiences out here. Um, and I really think that we're doing something cool with our scene. And I would love to share that with comics from all over Florida. Also, um, I am putting together, I want to create a thing where we do a comedy scene challenge. If anybody out there is interested, I would love to put some sort of show together where we're going to go, hey, you know, Tampa, come out to Brevard. We're going to put the best three Brevard comics on stage. You send out the best three Tampa comics, and we see who's who. Hey, Orlando. Established comics? or <laughs> Yes. I'd not want to see what Matt thinks is established in other industries. Yeah. Matt's like, he's an established nurse. Matt, Matt's like, he's an established handyman. It's like a kid with a Fisher-Price hammer, and he's like tapping it on shit. Plastic cool belt and everything, yeah, yeah. baby. You know it. You know it. But, um, yeah, um, I mean, again, same thing. Hey, Orlando... You know, we've got, um, was it Moon Room? I mean, not Moon Room. That's ours. What's a, what's a Milk District is in Orlando. Like, hey, put, you know, the best five. We're going to grab our best five out of Orlando. You bring your best five out of Brevard, and that's going to be Moon Room. I mean, I keep saying Moon Room. Milk District for the night, and we'll see, you know, who's who. I think that competitive energy is really, really, really healthy, 
in comedy. I think it, you find number one, you find out where you stand, mm-hmm. you know, in the rankings. And I think for people who have a competitive spirit, I think it's very helpful. And I frankly think I'll kick all of your asses. So <laughs> I want to go out and see what it's going to be like. I will admit. <laughs> Doing a hell gig at Tiernanog. Uh, As a group movie. Right? Being yeah. like, who are the f- like three roughest fucking <laughs> like, counter punchers in Brevard versus Daytona? And honestly, what I'm very curious about is who, like, any given scene, who the scene, their scene would choose. Right. Because I have the people all over the state that I look at and I go, he's really good. She's really good. This person would give me a run for my money. I don't know if I'm funnier than this person, right. but I don't know if they're seen because I'm curious if scenes are going to choose more powerful comics in terms of comics that have more clout or they would choose the ones that punchline for punchline are the funniest ones. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think it would be a great exercise. Right. Like, our, it, like if just for example, if you pick Orlando, are they going to go... Ken Miller, James Yon, Dean Napolitano versus yeah, see, I don't think see, I don't or? think I don't think that would happen because I don't think those guys would participate. Yeah, yeah, I don't um, think so either. But I'm just saying, like, if you could pick anyone in the scene, yeah. would that be the people that they would choose, or would they go? Oh, Greg has been doing it six months, but he's yeah. So maybe there should, the maybe floor. there should be a time in cap. <laughs> yeah to it just like you know? just like a uh, race or any other type of competition you've got age groups yeah, yeah, yeah. like tiers yeah yeah just maybe we do in. that yeah. yeah yeah maybe we do it maybe we One do like years and maybe we do a tournament <laughs> <So> style <Mac. laughs> no, we, we, maybe, no honestly maybe we do a tournament style one where it's like one one year comics five year comics ten year comics and each scene has to bring one from each tier and we we do it yeah. that way. Be, I, so I mean, come up with something. One plus, five plus, yeah. ten plus. It yeah. w- just scene wise, it would be great if the war on I four expanded to the entire state yeah. from coast to coast because the war, the war on, on I four is usually Tampa versus Orlando. Oh, okay. yeah, that's because so, I four doesn't come this way. No, but I'm saying is like if you <laughs> went across the yeah, state like gotcha. that, where it's like. You got Tampa, you got Orlando, and you got Brevard on each side. And it was like, hey, whoever sends their best meets in the middle and will fucking go at it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. when you're talking about that competition spirit, I go, hands down, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. This is like a sneaky little bonus segment you threw on the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> left, and we're just talking about <laughs> that one person that yeah. every second yeah. of the, the show. Um, hey, Sailor, this is yeah. your chance again. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I think that it'll be a. I think I think it's a really good. Um, I don't know. It's just something I, I want to do, and I think our scene has now gotten to the point where it's ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, now I, I just want I want to start doing something really interesting with the Laugh Attic. I think it's a unique thing. It's 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 a comedy club that's owned by comics. Mm-hmm. We have a unique opportunity, and it's a cool ass venue. So I mean, once we get a couple of the things ironed out, I want to I want to start really using that room you know i want it to be the kind of thing where it's like oh shit there's a great open mic there oh shit they're doing this challenge show here we're working on doing some door deal shows with bigger comics that you would not expect to be at that venue Mm -hmm. um we uh we already locked in david jolly um david jolly is going to be coming from austin um and he's going to do a show there um door deal style show to where hopefully they pack the place out and he gets to make some 
you know, real money, and we'll is make he, a little bit of money as well. Is he bringing the bros from Austin? Uh, like yep. Tony Wellens, uh, Jimmy Moynihan. Jimmy's going to be on the show. Nice. Um, I think there's a couple other comics. Uncle I got. I got a, no, no, no. But yeah. So, the, and the next thing is then, as as our as our budget grows, um, I'm going to start doing. Um, just some bigger shows yeah. to where like, Hey, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll pay the comic more so we can bring in. Cause I want to, I want to get, you know, again, James, John, Dean, Napolitano, Ken Miller, all those guys out there as well. And just continue to grow it to the, and, and you know, put something together at the next level. Have it be a club where there's always something going on. Yeah. Something always, something always going on. Cause I think, man, I just think that, uh, that is something so unique about places like New York mm-hmm. that Florida just doesn't. Florida doesn't have. There's some, but there's few clubs out there that are like the home of comedy, where if you're a comic and you're bored, you just pull up because you know something's going on. Yeah. There's not enough of, they, of a demand, but we have to create the demand. Yeah, yeah, we have to create the demand, and then also I think, I think once it gets to the point, because like here's the thing. Once it gets to the point where the weekends are making decent money, mm. if the stuff that's happening during the week, even if it just breaks even, I don't care. Yeah. Just have something going on in there, you know, um, to ca- to have that place be lively at all times. And if we if we can build it, because it's such a unique thing, because it's inside of a bowling alley, mm-hmm. <coughs> it's the kind of thing where people are in the bowling alley seven nights out of the week. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So if we, if we can build it and build it and build it to where something's happening every night, you know. And then one of the things I think would be really cool, but again, I don't know if there there probably isn't enough demand for it. Um, dude, again, you can go to New York like the when I worked the Comedy Cellar, mm-hmm. they have like a six o'clock show, an eight o'clock show, and a ten o'clock show, and it's it's just rotating audience out and just going all night long, yeah. you know. Sometimes they'll have like a, a ten o'clock show and then a one o'clock in the morning show. They've got that many comics out there too. Though. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but here's the thing though, you could use the same comics. Mm-hmm. You just get because again, like one of the things again, another experience that new comics don't get to have is like what I did this weekend, where you go out and you do the seven p.m. show, mm-hmm. and then you wait for them to turn the room over, and then you go back out and you do your set again. Yeah, <laughs> at the nine o'clock show. That's alien yeah. to me exactly yeah so it's like it's again i i want i want to create a I'm, I'm trying to do it with all of this i want the laugh attic and this podcast and and the my van, van tour <laughs> to be a comic incubator yeah. i want you you come into our system into our little world here and by the time you leave you have enough tools to go out there and be a successful comic yeah so i think that's what we'll be doing. Yeah, I realized I forgot about asking for a friend. Uh, I'm the first. <laughs> um, I'm actually really excited about this one. This will be our first where we've got two guests out of Orlando. We got Ryan J and we got Caleb Davis. That's really awesome. And they are roommates. And yeah. so seeing roommate comics on yeah. stage, they're going to click yeah. quickly and they're going to be able to bounce off each other. So I'm Matt, really excited for that show. Matt will book anyone on planet earth uh, before he books me for this <laughs> for a i want to get a different venue before i get you up there <laughs> that's all i'm saying because he thinks i'm gonna be mean to his people <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe 
because last podcast Matt just kept going on about how I eviscerated this girl. She had a good time. She like she was time. happy. She had a great time. No, I've already booked it so far in like into December. So yeah. Yeah, sorry, man. This is the longest way to say goodbye. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening so much. This is the Funny Style Podcast. Good night.